are elite. For everything you need to know about Mercedes Monet's AEW debut, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to yeah. bring something like this to life. And yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend <laughs> that I don't right Hold now. it in. Hold and our current faves. In. Luffy must have his due. <laughs> Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. But to be the king of the ring, you'd have to beat not just one WWF superstar. Dad, can you be the king of the ring? Oh, sure, Pumpkin. (laughs) But then, another. Yes, Daddy. And still another, all in one single night. So this Father's Day, be the king of the castle. Enjoy the WWF King of the Ring on pay-per-view. Call your cable company to order. Daddy, don't worry. You're still my king of the ring. Coming up next on Request Pay-Per-View. Hey, I'm ready. Yeah, right <laughs> foot back. Begins with a U. It ends with an A. Has a meal dish up there. Monday Night Raw, number one. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the Cultaholic Classic King of the Ring 1994 Watch Along. So you see, as the other Cultaholic lads uh, are enjoying the f- spoils of 2020, we are here via our Ica Pro Power DeLorean back in a spoiled mid 90s new generation era. Who be we? I be fake Geordie radio presenter without portfolio. Former cultaholic heavyweight Trop Gone Tom Campbell with the bear in the big blue barcade, the head pen of cultaholic whose pencil is anon. Doesn't need it. He's got a pen, he gets it right every time. He is Justin Henry and he is off of America. What's up? What is up indeed, my friend? I'll tell you what is up. It is my excitement for watching King of the Ring with my good friend in America, Justin Henry. Well, I appreciate that very much. If I'm going to watch something that has insidious commentary that um, undermines a pretty solid show, then I'd rather watch it with you. (laughs) And provide insipid commentary that takes away from the show. That's what we're here for. Wah, 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 wah. (laughs) We were meant to sit down and do this with uh, Matthew Gregg uh, from the Cultolic Classic Smackdown Review, but... 
uh, as a program from King of the Ring 1994 would say in small print on page three, card is subject to change. Matthew Gregg cannot be with us for this particular watch along, but thankfully uh, we have uh, a substitution in the same way that Doink the Clown subbed in for Earthquake. <laughs> I don't know what that says about either person. Um. How about we make it a little bit more legit and we say it's like Survivor Series 93 when uh, when Randy Savage replaced Mr. Perfect? Oh, even better. Even better. A, a hot <laughs> tag has indeed been made to the king of Photoshopery from the Cultaholic Classic Raw review. Uh, the, the the real Geordie. I would call you the true Geordie, but I'd get sued by another person. It is Photoshop John Eiley! You're saying I'm like the Macho Man? I don't know what that means. <laughs> the Macho Island. Welcome, John. <laughs> well, I mean, it is appropriate because he'll be here doing commentary just like us. And just like Randy Savage is on the show rather than actually working on the show. Very, very true. John, how are you doing today? I'm not too bad, thanks. How are you guys doing? We're all good, uh, I think. Yeah, I'm awake. That's a that's a good sign. <laughs> it is a Sunday in uh, both parts of the world today. It's about four o'clock in the UK. It's about eleven a.m. Uh, over in America. Justin, have you had your lunch yet? Um, I should have my coffee right now. I'm jetting over. My brothers have this over because the NFL semifinals are today. The two games determine who goes to the Super Bowl. So. I'm jazzed up for that. Ooh, good luck enjoying the superb owl. John, have you had a full English-style Sunday roast dinner today? Oh, yes. Indeed. That's, that's the right answer. Did you have Yorkshire puddings with it or not? Of course. That's the right answer as well. Correct, Amundo. Uh, but uh, we are here today not to talk of such frivolities. We are going back to Father's Day 1994, the American Father's Day which is a different day mm. to in the English one, uh, for King of the Ring 1994. Justin, do you remember this one first time round? Oh, I certainly do. I was on the verge of being finished fourth grade that same week. But King of the Ring was kind of, at the most, secondary in the headlines because a mere 48 hours before this uh, event took place, a certain former football star by the name of Orenthal James Simpson, or O.J. Simpson, was being chased down the Los Angeles freeway by the LAPD because apparently he had skipped out on a, on a court hearing after he um, was accused of murdering his ex-wife and one of her friends. <laughs> wow. So the, American, so the American media and the American public were all up in arms over this very, very, very unusual situation. And uh, that police chase on, the, on that Friday night was watched by probably tens of millions of people. It was a big deal. Wow. Um John, do you, we we remember that, don't we? Because a lot of coverage of that in the UK, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. Because didn't obviously they obviously nicked the footage uh, from WrestleMania when Roddy Piper was seen driving down the freeway uh, against hey, uh, hey, Goldust. Hey. That's two years from now. No spoilers. <laughs> oh, sorry, it was the wrong way round. Sorry, right, got you. <laughs> that may or may not have happened yet. But the best part of that entire thing, what justified, and I mean, I mean, hate just by the fact that the two people were brutally murdered. That's not cool, obviously. But in the midst of the media's coverage, just to get anybody on the air, you know how it is when there's like a live story and you have wall-to-wall -wall coverage and someone calls in and says, hey, I'm this person. Quick, let's put them on the air so we can talk to them without vetting them first. Oh, yeah. Um, ABC put on this guy from New York who, who claimed to be from, from the neighborhood that, that OJ was in 
doing this very, um, shall we say, offensive accent and, say, and, and, and saying that he, he could see OJ in the, in the car because and he looks scared and, and I'm, I'm there and this is quite tense and, and they realized it was, it was a prank caller. The guy was mad because the OJ Chase had preempted the um, NBA Finals Game 5 between the New York Knicks and the Houston Rockets, so he called ABC just to screw with them. Oh, for goodness. I didn't know that. That's an incredible story. It, it was a Howard Stern flunky, and then Al Michaels had to come on the air. There's a sports announcer, Al Michaels, and explained to poor Peter Jennings, um, oh, you just got pranked by a guy from the Howard Stern show. That was not a legitimate caller, Peter. Oh, God. It was, it was not the shiny moment for ABC's news division, let's put it that way. Oh, jeebus. Well, and a, bit, and a bit far for Howard Stern, I think, as well, yeah. No, Howard Stern actually played it up on the air. He was, he was, he was, he was kind of proud of that. Really? Yes. Wow. They actually had Al Michaels on the air months later discussing it because Al, Al was a Howard Stern fan and got who the guy was and what was going on there. So he understood before Peter Jennings did what the significance of this call was. So, yes, a little slice of history for you. Well, there has been no prank call made here. We have called John Eilie to watch King of the Ring 1994 with us. Sadly, John, this isn't a prank call. <laughs> It'll feel like a joke by the end of it, though. <laughs> I think we all will. So, no further ado, we're going to dive into King of the Ring 1994. So this is a watch-along, so it's a commentary track. So if you go onto the WWE Network and you find King of the Ring 1994, you can search for it nice and easily uh, at the very uh, top of the search bar. And when we tell you to press play, we had a, a really a really lovely email uh, from a listener to the Cultaholic Classic Raw and Classic Smackdown review uh, with some really wonderful feedback, which we're actually going to take on board today. I'm just going to spring this on you, Justin. Uh, a message that came uh, from uh, an, uh, a guy, I think his email address is xnivzx. Might be a fake email. I don't know. Uh, but he made a really good point in that as we go through a watch-along, we should have timestamps. So obviously we do a time stamp okay. at the very beginning, but throughout we'll just throughout maybe each match we'll do a little time check to tell you where you should be. So if you're listening in in, in bursts, you can keep up to speed with where we are. I think that's a good shout, isn't it, gents? That's definitely a good idea, especially if someone jumps ahead in the commentary track. They want to know where we're at and just watch from a certain point. We could definitely do that. Um, plus, it, it would help us to know that hey, we're three seconds off of one another, and you know, just feel so self-conscious the rest of the way through the commentary so <laughs> that's exactly why we're doing it uh, also uh, if you own a microsoft zoom you'll be able to see how much each of the wrestlers weigh on the on the screen as we go through so that's an extra feature for microsoft zoom owners congratulations now now before we get into this i, I have to explain to our listeners that we were making fun of a commentator on the show a guest commentator a former nfl player it's not oj simpson that'd be very awkward um it is former then Baltimore Colts defensive lineman Art Donovan, who's kind of a legend in the area of this show, Baltimore, Maryland. Why they put him on commentary is anybody's guess because he had zero product knowledge whatsoever. And he, it's Gorilla Monsoon and Randy Savage trying to call this show while Art asking mean questions, mostly pertaining to the weights of the wrestlers and things of that nature. Uh, Art is actually a very entertaining guy in his day. He was a, he made a lot of talk show appearances talking about his time playing football. He had kind of a Rodney Dangerfield self-deprecating sense of humor, and his stories were actually very entertaining, as I've showed Tom and John here, a little sample of what he was like on, on in his appearances on Johnny Carson and David Letterman and whatever. But it didn't translate here, and what we're about to get is is basically just um, – no matter Pinful. how bad you – Yes. 
Painful. No matter how bad you think David Otunga was, he wasn't this bad. <laughs> He's a minus three Otunga. So get ready for that. I was, um, if you do want to dip out and just watch it with the actual commentary, it's 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 almost as frustrating as listening with us. So it's up to you what you choose from here on in. Oh yeah, we can't do it justice with, on, on this commentary. We'll just be laughing half the time at just Jesus. What were they thinking? Oh, I'm excited. We will find out together what was wrestling thinking. So hopefully by now you've loaded King of the Ring 1994 on the WWE Network. Uh, we're going to sync up. Gentlemen, uh, J- John Eiley, are you ready with King of the Ring 94? Ready when you are. Excellent. Justin Henry from Off of America, are you ready with King of the Ring 94? As I'll ever be. Good luck, gents. I'll see you on the other side. And we will start playing together in three, two, one, play. Boats. <laughs> Boats. Yay! Where's Cheetah Boat? Night Boat. The crime solving boat. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same every week, Dad. There's always a river. <laughs> this, ep- this episode of The Wire brought to you by. It's Orange Crush Jarrett. <laughs> Where's. What is. Is this Jarrett messing with the King of the Ring? Oh, look at that. Jarrett's cheating already. <laughs> Nice shirt on Owen. A lot of nice mullet on Owen. <laughs> I've got the Seinfeld puffy shirt thing going. <laughs> I want to be a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> and not here to argue with them as a man in suspenders. <laughs> they're all they're all ruining the setup. Oh, this is annoying. Like that's all been set up perfectly, and now they're messing with it. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm gonna pale myself on the crown here. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna cover the IN, so uh <laughs> We're off to a great start. We start from the classroom with like a chalkboard. It's just in the side of the arena. It shows you how far we've come in terms of sort of uh mm. production style when like they're just arguing over basically a blackboard. <laughs> it's grandeur, majesty spectacle you'll find none of that here <laughs> i mean you're saying about the um the production of the you know they're saying how, who, who's going to win and all this that and the other <clears throat> i remember if you go back to wrestlemania 10 when the hat was supposed to have had the 10-man tag mm-hmm. oh, i think yeah. i remember it was in the bag <laughs> yeah allegedly yeah. uh <laughs> apparently i think it was on wwf mania the showed a clip of uh the heel team arguing of, over who was to be the captain of the team. Mm-hmm. And it was just basically, they're all just stood there, and it was just so obvious, it was like, no, I'm going to be captain. No, yes. I'm going to be captain. There was just sort of no empathy, there was, no, there was no, no emotion or anything. It was just basically, no, I'm going to be captain. No, I'm going to be captain. And it was just, well, well, they were saying that was the reason why the 10-man the tag didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And after him, it goes, ah, I captain. That was it, yeah, I remember that, yeah. How would you have felt, lads, if in a replay of that, where you've got a bunch of heels arguing, we suddenly hear we suddenly hear Vince McMahon go, "Well, they can't decide who's going to win King of the Ring, so we're going to have to cancel the King of the Ring." <laughs> in hindsight, right, everyone would have everyone would have been ray <laughs> big cheer from the crowd. All right, Art, tell us some stories for the next three hours. <laughs> Yeah, this company had kind of a... Uh, that beard looked painted on there. Had kind of a rotting stench of death hanging over it at this point, this company. 
this featured, uh, get this, fun factoid, the first singles WWE oh, pay-per-view yeah. main event that featured two 40-year-olds. Yes, I believe it. The new WWF generation. generation. Fun fact about that, which I'll get to after we get to this opening song. You'll see why in a moment. Now, who did they get to do the national anthem, you think? Or America the Beautiful? Um, I've actually looked this up. I already know who it is, so I'm not going to say. Oh, Aaliyah. <laughs> Eight-year-old Aaliyah. Bret Hart! <laughs> <laughs> it's Ricky Medlock of Blackfoot. Oh, jeez. And Leonard Skinner. <laughs> yeah, why aren't we mentioning Leonard Skinner? <laughs> yeah, they're kind of a big deal. Just a tad. I mean, but if they were going to go with Leonard Skinner, they might as well have just got Michael Pierce here in a bit earlier. Yeah, really. I mean, now did he survive the crash or did he come to the band afterwards? Uh, I can't remember. I remember I remember quickly uh, reading up on Wikipedia just before we started recording, and um, it just said that he was in the band. I can't remember okay. now uh, what he actually said. Let me just quickly see if I can quickly dig it up again. There he is. I was, was going to say, is that, is that like saying that... Um, Never mind. I, I he joined Skinner in uh, 77, apparently. I think that was the year of the crash. He may have joined after it. Of course, well, that's like he's, Sam he's, go, he's going for it. I mean, he's not a bad singer. It's just, who is he? <laughs> he's, but it's weird they mention Blackfoot. <laughs> It'd be like saying, here is... Walter Carl Decker from China Crisis. <laughs> it's like here's Jason Newstead from uh, Echo Brain. <laughs> Loving the egg curtain hairstyle being rocked here. <laughs> Yeah, it's not so much a forehead as it is more like a six head. <laughs> and you'll appreciate this, John. Very Bill Bailey. Very Bill Bailey style of hack. Yeah, yes, indeed. He looks like a Robert Gibson was a PTA dad. <laughs> <laughs> Watching him and Ricky Morton on NWA Power at the moment, it's just... I mean, great that the fact that, you know, they've won the, the, the tag team titles nine times now, but... Oh, boy. Oh, there he is. Oh, my days. Oh, Donovan, we're really happy to see you. So how much does he weigh? <laughs> <laughs> well, we missed it there, but he called him Art O'Donnell because Monsoon has just had enough of him already. <laughs> Actually, doesn't Grill look a bit um, confrontational there, the way he's talking to him? I uh, feel like the... they've been they've been chatting ahead of time, and Gorilla's already, yeah, I think, like Justin said, he's already given up. Like, the show hasn't even started, and Gorilla's like, I can't be buggered with you. <laughs> <laughs> Monson has like a hip flask <laughs> he'll be going to throughout the course of the night here now just remember it is not Art's fault he did everything he could he was a fish out of water now he's touching Monson Monson is just ignoring him he's just talking <laughs> <laughs> he has no idea just no sense of timing at all you see, I, I, you say like, oh, it's not his fault, but surely, like, I, I don't know. Like, if you know you're doing the commentary for a wrestling show and you're inherently a, a football guy, you, 
You do mm. a bit of research. Oh yeah, he just pulled WWE Network in 1994 and uh, <laughs> watch all the prior episodes of Raw. <laughs> you'd at least play WrestleFest. You'd, <laughs> you'd, you'd, well, you'd at least just kind of go up and ask, hey Vince, can you tell me how, the fo- how much the following people weigh before yeah. we get started? Oh yeah, he's um he, he's watching the WrestleFest title screen that has all, all the wrestlers' weights on it and and you hear the Rocky music in the background, or the training theme as he's writing them all down feverishly. <laughs> Crush weighs this. Savage weighs this. Dun, dun, dun. No easy way out. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> That's a lovely mental image. <laughs> Instead of Rocky, it's dummy. <laughs> Hearts on fire. How much does this guy weigh? <laughs> so we start for Razor Ramon and Bamman Bigelow in the quarterfinals. A promising matchup. Who was opening the doors here? Because this wasn't the Hardy Boys this year, was it? It was probably just two other local guys. Or I think of the following year. And it wasn't the Hardys who got absolutely clattered with their, that time Ahmed Johnson came crashing through the doors, was it? No, no that was the best when Ahmed just... That was hilarious. Just killed two guys. Savage just said, Doesn't it seem a bit strange did. the fact that there was a camera there on his left, on his, his right-hand side and the camera just zoomed in on the left there to take over? Yeah, we have some alpha cameramen here. Yeah. No, I want the shot. No, I'm getting it. I've got the longer reach. They're doing the Eminem entrance where they're all fighting for camera space. <laughs> I, I, was, um, I was at NXT UK in York on Friday, just gone. And... Um, I was fascinated to like I've, I haven't been to a WWE taping before, so this is the first for me, and I was just fascinated to watch the process of how cameramen and referees all move. Like I I I, I had an idea that the refs were were sort of more implicit and more intrinsic in how the rest the wrestlers left the ring, but I didn't realise so much. Mm. So like you'd watch the the ref roll out of the ring after the match and and uh, sort of hunched down out of shot of the hard cam and you'd see them counting down the wrestlers for when they get out of the ring and when they head up the ramp and stuff like that and you'd see cameramen sort of moving into different positions and jockeying it was really fascinating well that's very very rude but it was uh, we were we were sat like I was sat um, on the hard cam side which is quite exciting so I'm on NXT UK for the next four weeks, which I'm delighted with. But the funniest part was, and we'll get into this match in a sec. I want to tell the story. Shut up. Um, the, okay. the funniest part was that um, everything was, was done to the hard camp. So we spent a lot of the night looking at people's asses, And they mm-hmm. unveiled like the new UK championship, the new NXT UK championship, which is now as supposed to be the WWE UK title. It's the NXT UK title. So as they display it, there's a nice round of applause, and then in a broad Yorkshire accent from our section, you hear somebody say, "Turn it round so we can see it." <laughs> <laughs> Typical Yorkshireman. And then a few other people piped up and went, "Yeah, turn it round, turn it round." <laughs> TV, wow. making telly. We're making TV, folks. We're making the movies. The TV tapings. They're great fun. Oh, oh diving hip-hop misses already. Would you have a good time there, Tom? Oh, it was lovely. Honestly, I took lots of selfies with people who went, you're that, you're that new one from Cultaholic who shouts too much. 
Okay, yeah, that's me, baby. <laughs> but meanwhile... So starting off with the Hulse match here. Yeah, this is a big match to start with. Like, hot out of the gates, uh, you know, hot favourite to win Ooh. it, Raza Ramon. Oh, nice little uh, sidestep there. Oh. Right with the Baron Corbin agility. But 48 times of charisma. <laughs> At this point, it was kind of, the, the feeling was this was going to be Ramon's night. It certainly felt like it in the build-up. A little bit, yeah, because uh, Razor had just lost the Intercontinental belt, so you got to keep him strong. Oh, the famed elbower. I think at the time when I remember watching this originally back in 94, um, I think I actually sort of picked Razor to be the winner of it. Oh, oh really? Cool. At the time, my, uh, my fandom was... Yeah, towards Razor. Well, I hear Art having a good time already. So talk us through the girl over there screaming at. How did she wait? He's asking thoughtful questions. He's a journalist. He's like Bobby Heenan, a broadcast journalist. So, John, you were watching this first time around in 94. Uh, talk us through where you were watching it and how old you were and... What was going on in uh, your world was, when you first watched this? Uh, well, 94, so I was 18 at the time. Um, and I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have watched it live. I was watching it sort of bare taped. I'd uh, taped the, the event and then saw it later on. I think, I'm trying to think, did we actually get live pay-per-views back then? I think we did. Yeah, it was um, Sky, wasn't it? Yeah, um, I think we still got the sort of the, the, the one o'clock uh, in the morning uh, edition as it were live and then it would be pre-recorded the mature taped version about maybe on the Tuesday on the Wednesday and I think the Tuesday one was the one that I had taped and uh, that's what I was, uh, would have watched at the time right so you were were you at home at this point were you yeah yeah I was at home yeah yeah how long have you been a wrestling fan at this point ooh um a long time because I mean I started watching wrestling when I was about about four years old um, just watching the old world of sports stuff back in the day um, started getting the WWE just after Wrestlemania 6 and uh, I'll throw the same to you Justin so you watched this live first time round uh, uh, yes I did um my parents' living room in June '94 with my brother. And 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 the answer to the follow-up question you asked, John, I was a fan of about five years at this point. And he, and even then, at age ten, I knew that this company wasn't wasn't a downward spiral. <laughs> I could just, as of our diamond commentary wasn't enough evidence. I kind of had an inkling that because I was getting a little bit older and appreciating you know adult TV shows like Seinfeld and The Simpsons and Married with Children. And it was, it was it was just getting too kid like WWE at that point, as they tried to repair their image from impending scandals, perhaps a trial's coming next month. I don't know. And yeah, it's uh, I was glad ECW was available at this point. You had a, you had an aggressive alternative at this point. Oh, most certainly. Oh, torture rack. 
See, this wasn't in my fandom. This is why I think I've said this a few times on the podcast. This is why I'm enjoying doing, been doing this for the last couple of years with you, Justin, is because this is a whole time period that is that is blank in my memory because I missed this whole... I, I dipped away as a wrestling fan for a few years and came back in 99. So this is all like... Obviously, I know kind of what happens and when, but a lot of this is very new to me, which I quite like. Has there been any points yet where you've regretted not being in and watching this era, where you're like, just like, yep, I made the right decision. We've had the odd episode of Raw where I thought, you know what, I could be doing anything else today. I could be, I don't know, uh, could be watching paint dry, could be watching some grass grow outside, but here we are. See, see Art's even bored Razor. Razor's falling asleep. <laughs> but, but, uh, Bam and Bigelow, they're doing the, the torture rack. He's not quite, he hasn't quite got the Lex version, has he, where he just bounces him around all over the place. Now he just pulls on the leg and the chin. I quite like the ones that you get these days. I was watching one yesterday being applied to Shazza McKenzie where the guy basically bends Shazza around so much that she's kicking herself in the head. (laughs) It was incredible. Ouch. Yeah, it looked brutal. I think Austin Kong did that version. I think she might have done, yeah. This was a this was a guy. I think, I think it might have been Jake something. Literally, his name's Jake something. Damn, <laughs> I'm almost invented the AA there. <laughs> yeah, cheeky little attitude adjustment. Many years before. Doctor of Bamanomics. <laughs> oh, Bigelow like could have done Beastie so boys much put together. more. I know we always talk about it, but Bigelow could have done so much more. He's the beastly boy. Beastly boy, beastly boy. You gotta fight for your right. Tell the click to F off. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta fight for your right to mid card. <laughs> I, mean, I remember uh, reading, you know, that uh, Bam and Bigelow at one time was sort of main event sort of caliber. I mean, he was teamed up with Hogan at the Survivor Series in 1989, I think it was. Yes, and he was the sole survivor on that team. Well, he, he, well, he was the last person eliminated on that team. Yeah. Seven, uh, the first I, one, yeah. That was the first one, was it? Yes. Big push for Bigelow. But the thing yeah, is, I mean, for, for a big guy, he was so agile, and you know, he could cut up a promo on the mic and stuff like that. You know, he was a really good package, but he was just never sort of given that extra big push he could have been their Vader at this point but yeah. now they're not Yoko oh yeah I'd have bought him as champ I'd have bought him as champ look at this nice nice finish crowd loved it good finish great pop oh brilliant I like that that was nice that was creative and he looks paggered like Ramon's been in a war and now he's got that's cool like how could like at this point you're like this is the guy this is the guy they're going to strap the rocket to you can't help but feel it John at the time was was behind him I'm sure you were as well just like he just looks like mm. why do you think they never put was it just the fact that they he went off to WCW too soon oh hang on we'll hold, put, park that park that look at these lads knocking around charisma central right here oh, oh, oh. <laughs> My son's obsessed with red lights. And you better have paid your taxes on that god-awful tent you're wearing. <laughs> Actually, was that a race? Was that was that an IRS promo without a mention of taxes? 
It's, it's big red riding hood or big purple riding hood. <laughs> what no charisma you have, IRS. <laughs> what bland offense you have. Ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's Marbay. <laughs> and oh what a suit. What a power suit on Oscar. That is nice. I'm having to turn away here. It's, it's a bit bright. Jeez, <laughs> oh, turn down your contrast for that suit. Yeah. Hello, that's lovely. That's lovely. <laughs> I was watching War Rumble 94 again this week, lads, because I'm, I'm a glutton for punishment. And that Mabel's coming down to the ring, and Oscar was rapping, but Oscar didn't have a mic, so it just looked like he was just chuntering to himself. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, so you, did you forget to pick up a mic, <laughs> or is it just, is this the new thing now? <laughs> No, it's just you do what you gotta do. You just committed to the act. Yeah, that's true. Actually, he's like, well, I've I've got to do it. <laughs> I just forgot the mic, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna shout. So are we excited for Iris versus Mabel here, mate? I, is he putting his money in the bank briefcase on the line? <laughs> oh, a nice little picture in picture, <laughs> Mabel, who looks like he wants to be anywhere but having that photo taken. <laughs> I want a many faces of Maple shirt. Happy, <laughs> confused, homicidal. John? <laughs> Using that photo, please, Sean. You got it. <laughs> I like it when John's on, because it gets quite meta. Not to bring it down, but uh, the referee here is uh, Joey Morella, who would sadly pass away two weeks after this in a car accident. Yes, this is his final WWE appearance. Pay-per-view appearance. Pay-per-view appearance. He appeared in a bunch of TV tapings the weekend of his death and was still appearing on shows a month after he died. Gosh, that's weird. That, 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 must, be, that must have been so awkward. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think they really acknowledge it on camera. Like, like, well, you know, it's August 5th, and here's Joey Morello. This was taped a month ago, just so people know. It wasn't like that. They just... They just basically had the match and didn't make mention yeah. of the referee. Yeah. Like, you know, always... <laughs> Yeah, they're he's sweating already. The refs today. <laughs> he's sweating I already. IRS is sweating already. He hasn't even had a move yet. <sighs> it's got to be hot though when you're wrestling in in that shirt and braces. It just gets hot. And if you're naturally, because some people are naturally sweaty, and if you're naturally sweaty as well, you've got a problem. <laughs> Yes, Iris is on the policeman's ball cruise, and he, he's sweating because Homer's stealing his car. <laughs> they, they commit insurance fraud, and, it, and somebody slips on Iris' puddle of sweat. So all I will see is, all I will see is, <clears throat> can you imagine Iris being in that building that uh, Jim Cornette made his debut in, which was basically oh. the sweat box? Yes. Oh, oh, the airplane hanger made of tin. You would practically see the seat, the, the sweat just practically sweating off him anyway. It would just come off in, uh, you know, streams above his head. Oh, God. He must stink after as well. He would have melt like the Nazis and Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> <laughs> John? I got Mabel with the moves. <laughs> <laughs> I am not putting the IRS in a Nazi uniform. <laughs> oh, fine. <laughs> And then do it, and then tag Bray Wyatt. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's 
instead of the fiend, he's the nine. <laughs> Actually, I, I don't know whether you whether you guys saw this today, but our very own at time of recording, our very own Sam Driver has booked a match oh, for yes. WrestleMania. I've seen that. <laughs> well done, Sam. All over a pad. Oh. Sam's a Sam's a very enterprising fellow. He truly is. He truly is. I'm glad to see him finally getting his uh, due and showing some initiative. If if that match ends up happening at Mania, or in Saudi Arabia Mania, then I'm gonna I can't I I will I want Sam at ringside for that apologetically weeping. <laughs> That's a damn good question from Art. Who's the guy in the white suit? <laughs> Oh god! And this is where this is where the inanity truly begins. Where he's out there, like asking who everybody is. Like, surely does he not have a piece of paper with stuff written on? Can he read? This, this is like watching WrestleMania today with my brother. Who the hell is this guy? <laughs> that, that's Alistair Black. He he's like Rasputin, but more vicious. Brilliant. That is the best description of Alistair Black I've ever heard. He's like Rasputin. <laughs> but Who the hell's this yeah. guy? Oh, that's Ricochet. He's like, uh, he's like Rey Mysterio, but flippier. <laughs> and that is literally me now trying to explain everybody is like, 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 why is Kofi in this group? He's been in it for five years, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, where's that gold dust fella? <laughs> oh, well. There's a story attached to that. <laughs> yes, uh, watching wrestling, watching wrestling with Laps fans always has its um, drawbacks and entertainment. It really does. It really does. IRS has a lot of drawbacks and entertainment. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my oh God! Oh, my God! <laughs> the biggest small package ever! What? That was the big package. No. No. No, only so as Vince would come to the conclusion of. This has been an oddly compelling match. The small package, or as it's now called, the cargo hold. (laughs) Or if you want, or you could also call it um, the Amazon package. (laughs) Yeah! Far too much for what's inside. And speaking of Amazon, I think Iris is walking through the jungle given how much he's sweating right now. <laughs> nice segue, Justin. I've got tied all together somehow. Actually, Amazon came to... Actually, Amazon earlier... I, I, put, I popped to the shops earlier then realised I forgot to get cat food for, for Pablo. So Amazon Prime <laughs> came to our rescue and dropped that off and a couple of other things within the hour. Oh, nice. And Alex made a very good point because we've got, we've got Amazon Prime in our area. Uh, so it's like mm-hmm. within the hour fulfilment centre delivery and stuff. And Alex made a good point. She said, like, if if this stuff is arriving within an hour of you ordering it, I think somebody's getting hurt. <laughs> it's it's happening too... It's too quick. I think somebody's getting hurt. Might get mowed down on the way. <laughs> I can actually, actually tell you where the Amazon Centre is Ooh, in this area. Where is it? I know where it is. It's on the Team Valley. Is it? Oh, yeah. That explains why it's so quick. Yeah. How much, how much is this package worth? <laughs> i'm excited by that i can literally see team valley from out of my window right now that explains why the amazon stuff gets to me so quick 
Yeah, I've used it myself a few times. It's uh, a good service. Very good. Very good. <laughs> nice plug for Amazon there. That little mom and pop company that could really do with some love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, Jeff Bezos really needs the money, doesn't he? Oh, mate, he's just been div- he's just got a divorce. He can do it with some cash. I have a fair question here. Is this the best most match these two had in this company? <laughs> you say as that sidewalk slam happens. <laughs> I mean, it, I think it looked effective. I th- I think I think I'm fascinated by the fact that IRS and Mabel are in the ring together, and IRS is the sweatiest. Yeah, I mean, oh, Mabel looks like he hasn't even broke a sweat. No, and he's and he's wearing like material that does not look like it. It keeps sweat well. He's like a little drummer boy, but bigger. <laughs> Big drummer boy, <laughs> drumstick boy. <laughs> um, the world's largest love machine, bum bum bum. <laughs> oh, look at I... that! Oh, oh. <laughs> Okay, oh, come on, he shows right like, three times during that count. Gosh. Yeah, but we're all got places to be. Big lad falls off top rope into pin. Damn it, D'Lo, that's twice today. <laughs> <laughs> Time check, by the way, it's just gone 28 minutes. It's now 28.02, 28.03, 28.04. God bless John Eiley for being the only one to remember the rule that I instigated less than half an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you, John. Yeah. Thank you, mate. In the words of Perry Sutton, you're welcome. <laughs> John, John, John is the ombudsman of Cultaholic. He's the one who keeps us in line. <laughs> that poor table. Oh, that's, yeah. Oh, jeez. That suit on Cornette. Wowzers. He, he was the Prince of Polyester. <laughs> oh, that's grim. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. I think it may have just been a bit of the sushi that you were making earlier, Tom. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we made some um, candied sushi earlier that we got bequeathed over Christmas. And, uh, oh, it was disgusting. <laughs> it was, it was like the most, it was, it, there was nothing, there was nothing for the body in there at all. Like it was all chemicals and, and sugar. There was it, it, it was about as healthy as being hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it looked good. It looked great, but it just—it was just literally just chemicals and sugar. There was. Oh, I, I, the cameraman out. I think if I—I oh. I think if I chewed the side of this I table, like... there would be more. There'd be more sort of nutritional value than what we had in those <laughs> candied sushis. Oh, big tank. Buffalo. And buffalo. Look how sweaty he is. Yeah. How much does this guy sweat? <laughs> what is there no fan like in the uh, gorilla tunnel there it must there must be there must be something missing in that tunnel like everybody's sweaty they walk through the bowels of hell to get into this tournament nice tomahawks and superimposed Ooh, I like that <laughs> yeah god the 4D well, tomahawks only for, uh, yeah only for the benefit of those watching on pay-per-view <laughs> bit, like when they, bit like when they did the cockroaches at WrestleMania, wasn't it? Oh, God. oh yes. And the worms. I wrestle the proud papa. I mean, I applaud what they were trying to do. No, you don't. They need lights over there. They need lights so we can see that entrance. Yeah. It's very dark. <laughs> Are there? How much does he weigh? <laughs> there, he's just said, how much does he weigh? <laughs> 
Art was the original internet troll. <laughs> Like I said, I remember, I remember watching the show originally, but I don't really recall that much of uh, R. Donovan. It wasn't until you know I started reading Wrestle Crap that um, I sort of discovered the joy that is R. Donovan's commentary. Yes, it's um, like what a freaking heel Tatanka is. Yeah, that was really yeah. You expect you expect one to do that? What was the uh, oh back for back body drop? Um. I don't know. Owen was a douche or Tatanka hit him. I'm just I'm just speculating. Yeah, but Owen's been a douche to everybody. Oh uh, yeah, but but Tatanka doesn't stand for douchery. I was I was gonna say in regard to Art's commentary, remember that SNL skit with the more cowbell where um Will Ferrell was playing the cowbell that don't fear the Reaper? I've heard of it, but I've never actually seen the skit. Hey, Tom, have you seen it? Yes, I have. Okay, remember the part when Will Ferrell starts passive aggressively playing it in, in Chris Parnell's face like very slowly while he's trying to sing he was very that subtle is, on the comedy okay that is art's commentary <laughs> monsoon is Chris Parnell but we're not at the point yet where Gorilla is ignoring him that's still to come yes, don't weigh the reaper <laughs> John <laughs> John <laughs> Bart Don with a cowbell Annoying gorilla monster. Well, I did just do recently a test line in a bed dying with uh, <laughs> Stephanie Man in front of him, so. <laughs> Steph! <laughs> and if you want to know what that's all about, ladies and gentlemen, go and listen to the classic SmackDown review with Tom and Yay! Matthew. Steph! I can't beat Falco in Smash Brothers! Steph, I don't get the blue shells on Mario Kart! <laughs> Savage at this point is trying to encourage Art and trying to be trying to be the good cop here. Yeah, I, I you know what Savage is, reminds me of me at this point, where like he's seen some real flaws in a human, but he's desperately trying to push through and help him regardless. And oh, thanks, Tom. <laughs> exactly, mate. <laughs> oh, and on his feet. Oh. <clears throat> what was the Undertaker? And a Royal Rumble match is laying on his feet again, clotheslined out. <laughs> We'd be better if he skinned the cat when he did it. Where did the phrase "skin the cat" come from? I mean, I, I mean, I was just about to say the same thing myself. You? Hey, look at that great minds. Yeah. Well, the, well, there's the whole it's, it's that whole phrase. You know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. I, I guess there's more than one way to re-enter the ring. Is what you're saying. Right. So that's so it's it, it comes from the phrase one way more than one way to skin a cat. Mm. By the way, that referee is still with the company today. He is. Jack Dunn, isn't it? Mike Yoda. Oh, Mike Yoda. Check out his mullet. Sadly, the mullet is not with <laughs> yeah. the company today. <laughs> yes, the Anak did a song about him. Mike Yoda. Dum, 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 oh, hang dum, on. Dum, 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 dum. It's all kicking off backstage, lads. It all started when Razor told Bo Dallas he had no future in the business. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Iris is like, you're right, but you didn't have to tell him that. <laughs> Iris is like, hey, Rick Bogner would do your character better. We could have Cody Hall versus Bray Wyatt today. Oh, we could, couldn't we? Why? I'm I'm, I'm curious. The, the Cody Hall thing is a mystery to me. Uh, a lot of change that no one sees. Um... Cody Hall, who who is the the son of Scott Hall, he is a Correct. big lad, 
Like, and he's got a dad. big power, a big set of power moves. He's beef, and he's Scott Hall's son. What? What is he? Why hasn't he been signed yet? Like, that seems obvious. There's something there. There's something not right there. There's a story there that hasn't been told. I think probably has been told, but I just don't know it. Maybe they'll wait until after the Hall of Fame this year when uh, Scott gets put into the Hall of Fame with the NWO. You remember when Rick Rude got in and, and, and his giant freaking son inducted him and he's like, look at the guy, why is this kid at the Performance Center? Yeah, I remember. I remember that. Vince salivated at the thought of, look at this beef. Have you thought about the wrestling? Let me just pull Cody Hall's biography here on a cage match. His last match took place in, is Frank Reich at Germany? Yes. No, no, no. No, wait. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure about that because uh, I think Deutschland is Germany, but Hall has wrestled this year over in Europe. He, he, he did, I'm sure he was in the southwest of England because uh, a friend of mine had a photo with him at a show, I believe, sort of Plymouth Way, sort of around the basically the very bottom of the country. So uh, Frank Reich is France. No, Frankfurt's Germany. No, Frank Reich. Oh right, right. Oh, he said Frankfurt. <laughs> And Nanteri Frankreich. Right. He, uh, he wrestled there on January 11th, and before that, he wrestled January 3rd in Berlin. Oh, where did he wrestle in the UK? Is there any UK dates there? Oh, yes, yeah, he wrestled, he wrestled in Cambridgeshire, England on, uh, on December 29th. Ah, he was in Cambridge. That's probably where Kirsty saw him. He lost to Rob Lynch at a Rev Pro show. Ah, yeah, well, that makes sense. It would have been Rev Pro. Right. So yes, he's, he's been over in Europe for like, like the last few months. Apparently, he gets he gets some bookings over here. I just thought by now he might have got the call, got the call from the E. I'm surprised Cambridge actually has wrestling. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, th I think wrestling's a bit uh, below the the people of Cambridge. Yeah? There's a little bit of a wrestling scene. It's not massive, but there's a little bit of wrestling scene. This is where we get tweets from uh, Cambridge Wrestling Alliance, poo pooing cultaholic. I am excited for these tweets. Bring them on. Let's talk about Cambridge <laughs> wrestling. Well, speaking of uh, British in indie wrestling, uh, I'm going to make my very first. Visit to a British indie wrestling show in a couple of weeks. You are indeed, there my you friend. Go. John Eiley is uh, North Wrestling's first show of the year. Yes, you are, John Eiley, joining us at North Wrestling in Newcastle. Justin, are you coming? Very as well? nice. Um, yeah, let me just hop in the car. I'll be right over. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> the aqua car. John, uh, admin, are you? Are, have you got a VIP ticket or a regular ticket? VIP. Excellent, excellent. I was going to say you want to make sure you come for the pre-show. Looking forward to it. Pre-show game show. I forgot we had this pretty good little match here with Tatanka and Owen Hart. It's a cracker, isn't it? They're having a lovely yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, you've had the, like you said, you've had the big horse match with uh, Razor and Bam Bam, and now you've got a pretty decent uh, matchup with uh, these guys. Well, it's definitely a nice change of pace from watching them wrestle at a brisk pace as opposed to Tatanka going 20 freaking minutes with Crush in a submission-based battle. That so, was ridiculous. Yes, the, something got cut, and this—I uh, can you guys go an extra uh, eighteen minutes? This is the match I would want to go too long to Tonka and Owen. In the, if you have to have a round of the qualifiers that goes too long, this is the one. Yeah, have this go twenty thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Well, it was with Owen involved, sure. 
And Tatonka's fair. Like, he's not the worst. No, you... Come near someone like Sean or Owen, he, he makes magic. Come near someone like Crush, he makes... Tragic. The magic. <laughs> yeah, tragic. There you go. He, he's a tragician. <laughs> Look at that shade of the bulldog. He looks, Where's my title? He looks a lot healthier than the bulldog there. <laughs> Where's my title? Owen, I'm effed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I already said it was after me, he walked out of the entrance away. <laughs> Mabel, I'm sweaty. <laughs> Mabel, I'm damp. Don't tell me that. <laughs> oh, look at this! There you, there you go. Way the rocket is off. There's one. See, I love a King of the Ring. Like I like the one night tournament shtick. For me, it's my favourite type of. I, I like. I. I it, the problem is the King of the Ring. I think it, throughout the years has always done the worst in terms of buy rates out of all the shows. And I think mm. wrestling fans are uncultured swines if they can't enjoy a one night tournament. Yes. Well, in America, we hate monarchy. So. Ah, so that's what it's. That's what it comes down to. Now they call it president of the ring. <laughs> and somebody got to the we'll final and won it. it, but they say, you won it, you won the tournament, but unfortunately the popular vote has gone to the other guy, so they've won it instead. Yeah, things happen. Oh, that's political. <laughs> political AF, I was. <laughs> it's getting very controversial on this show. Uh, well, controversial, this just... mate. This is the same arena where Full Gear took place last year. Is it? Yes, it is. Oh. It's Baltimore Arena. Or it's now called Royal Farms Arena. Yeah. Okay. Who has the best mullet in this scene? Oh, Place gosh. your bets. Uh, I think for um, for volume, Kev. For length, yeah. the color, Sean. <laughs> he looks like a giant John Stamos here. <laughs> <laughs> This was, start, this was probably the start of one of the longest. <laughs> this was probably the start of one of the longest, most boring feuds in the WWF at the time. Diesel and Brett. Oh yeah. It, I mean, it, 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 there was nothing really magical about the whole thing. Every time they fought, you know, there was always a a dodgy finish and all this that and the other, and it it, it just never really captured anyone's imagination. I think. It produced some great matches, though. Yeah, from Brett. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's... If you look closely and just, just at their faces, it's like Dave Collier, Bob Saget, and John Stamos. Gosh. Everywhere you go, people will <laughs> stop watching wrestling. <laughs> John? John? Yes? Put the Full yes. House logo on this, on this screenshot. Okay. Also, I apologize to Todd Penton, or, or Bob Sagan for comparing him to Todd Penton. That was, that was not cool. <laughs> okay. We have yeah, Flintstone shirt. Wow. We have just, yeah, the Flintstone shirt I saw there. We've just ticked past 42 minutes and 10 seconds. Is that about right where you guys are? 42.12, yes. 42.13, 14.15. There you go. Time check. And now, and now here's 20. Great. Here's 2019 Royal Rumble entry, Jeff Jarrett. 
2019 WWE Watch Along participant Xbox. How do you get DQ'd in a freaking hell in a cell? <laughs> Why is Art Donovan calling this show? <laughs> <laughs> Why is Jeff Jarrett dressed like a tropical skittle? <laughs> <laughs> what bar is Jeff Jarrett? <laughs> <sighs> Savage is just trying to converse with Art and attempt to speak his language. <laughs> well, alien. It's, it's like watching the miracle worker. <laughs> I like that Savage tried his artist with him. <laughs> What's this, Art? This is water. My work is done here. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> How much does this guy mean? <laughs> Apologies to anybody doing the watch along with us, and they um, had some sort of feature in that strobe lighting part there when uh, Jeff was in the ring. We have numbers. Ah, ah, ah. Three, three numbers. This one kid was co-opting the um, Harley Davidson logo for some reason. Oh, Tom, we're just a few weeks away from the kid's best match ever. I'm excited. I just when uh, Dibiase bought the rights to a number one contenders match between One Two Three Kid and Nikolai Volkov. Oh yes, that was um, definitely the top two contenders at that point. Tommy there. Thomas disappeared. Tommy. And yeah, we'll just carry on here. Okay. So we so, so we have a uh, Harley Davidson logo versus Tropical Skittle Man. <laughs> oh, and another picture and picture. Kid Actually, the one, two, three kid looks like he's been uh, sucking on a sour skittle there by the looks of it. <laughs> it's, uh, had, a, had a couple um, sour now and laters. Jared with some spectacular hair. He, he could be Michelle from Full House in the Full House analogy. Okay, I'll see if I can add her in as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, know. I don't know who that makes art, but uh, maybe he's Comet the dog. <laughs> I'm worried Tom may have had a stroke. Possibly. He's, he's gone very quiet. Well, Tom did say he was going to die in January 2020. Yeah, but not until his birthday, which isn't until, I think, That's a week next week. Actually, he's, he's even part of this call. Oh, yeah, he's still on the call. Yeah, he's he must have gone to the bathroom. Ah, maybe. Yeah, he's, uh, he's just gone. To the, he's just gone to the bathroom. Is that all? Yeah, I've uh, I've just seen the message. Oh, I didn't even see. And here we are. We're all worried about Tom. It's like going out to worry anymore. Not that I was really caring about his health either. Either way, but anyway, yes. He, of all matches, he picks this match to go to the bathroom during. <laughs> yeah, true. This is a very fast-paced match you can imagine because this is kid in 1994 and. Jarrett's always game to keep up. Yeah, true. I mean, you basically got the uh, the late heavyweight match, well, the junior heavyweight match of the, the night, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Well, wait till the next round. Spoiler, spoiler. Mm. I think I heard a door. Right, I'm back, lads. Sorry, I dipped in. And he's back. So, so, John, now that Tom's dead, you could be the new co-host. Yeah! Oh, welcome, hey. every. 
Welcome, everyone, to the Cultaholic Classic Raw Review. You see, whether you're the Cultaholic lad or insert topical joke here, we are on our Acre Pro Power DeLorean watching classic episodes of Monday Night Raw. Who be we? I be real Geordie, never to be heavyweight Cultaholic champion, Photoshop king himself, John Ailey, and with me is the bear of the big blue bar cage, the head pen of Cultaholic. Doesn't need a pencil. You give him a pencil, you'll stick it up Vince McMahon's back at every time. Unbelievable. He is Justin Henry, and he is off of America. Holy hell, it's like, is that the time was alive and with us today? That's incredible scenes. <laughs> oh, mate, you got the job. You, st- you start Friday. <laughs> John's like territorial Tom, where he goes to like different cities, man. Pretends to be Tom. You're basically the Le Parker Jr. <laughs> oh, wait, no, don't say that. But, no, no, but obviously but while he was alive. <laughs> okay. I'm seeing, I'm seeing double. Four times. <laughs> I'm seeing double. Seven times. <laughs> How much all these times weigh together? <laughs> oh, centon, nice. Last week, we got some um, or a cannon babal. We got some diet cokes, um, and they've all got trendy millennial phrases on, and I don't know if I like it. It's like a multi pack, and like, I'm currently drinking one that says "can't even." And then, well, I, I can't even watch this match. Can't <laughs> even stand out commentary. Don't know. And then I just I just got one for Alex, and Alex's one says, "You do you." It's <laughs> just all trendy phrases on them. I'm sure I've heard you use that phrase a couple of times on the um, the news uh, news videos on uh, Holly. Pretty so. sure I have. I'm, I'm a fake pretendy. I'm pretty sure you've used you do you. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fake millennial, yeah, not a fake pretendy. Your barn burner here. Whoa! <laughs> Big oh, splash. Kid on. Okay, getting fired up now. He would use that three kick combo forever. It was one of the one of the funnest moves to pull off in No Mercy for the N sixty four. Ooh, right in the back of his head. Teddy base. He hurt his thigh, his nuts, and the back of his head at the same time. Jared Sigmund for the figure four there. Artan just said, and I'm quoting here. I think Double J is a cutie. <laughs> yeah, it's just come up on my screen. I'm watching the uh, the subtitles, and it just came. What was that? <laughs> Whoever had the subtitle of this show was not paid enough. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I would have done it for free, quite honestly. Uh, another small package of the night. And this one actually works. Whoa! Jared is confused. Hey, don't push, Joey. That wasn't Joey. That was Danny Davis. Oh, don't push. Oh, you can push Danny then. That's fine. Whoa! Oh, yeah. No! Ooh! That was a sick pile driver. Yeah. He hit him with the storyline progression. <laughs> Another storyline progression. Boy, thank God this is in Memphis. He, he been charged like a att- attempted murder. He been charged. <laughs> no, no, Jerry Lawler will be currently running out to beat him up. That's my move. <laughs> See, this is this is a Oof. great trope. This is I like. I love a good tournament. Because you can do stuff like this. Because now you've got the the evil bad guy who is who is crawling his way through the tournament, slithering his way through the tournament in Owen Hart, and oh, well, and a top rope nothing connects. <laughs> it was a fish drop. It, it was he's, he's doing all of moves. <laughs> yeah, you see, this is what you've got Ted coming up later on, kids. 
But then you've got you've got this the, the bad guy slithering his way through the tournament, and now you've got the the badly injured triumphant babyface who's asked to push through adversity to carry on. Yes, it's a uh, tale as old as time, really. Brilliant story. I just simple, brilliant storytelling. I would. I was thinking about this today whilst having having a little cheeky coffee, and um, I'd love to run a wrestling promotion, but I can't right now because the Northeast is literally swollen with wrestling promotions. Well, that's okay. Just just have a big corporation and then and then force your way in and then take all the best talents and then you know. I did think of just setting up like a like an umbrella group and just buying them all. And then just say, we're better. We have an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, really. Bring. Uh, there's Wizzle. Help, bring. There's the, there's the late Rene Golay, whose death was not announced until six months after he passed. <laughs> that was very weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's... Oh, oh. Do you know what? Oh, look at him. I feel for him. I feel for him. He looks a bit lost and a bit like like no one's looking at him. No one like Savage has got his uh, Savage in a right power move as his back to him. Or it looks like he's going to fly going whoop 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 while spinning on his elbow. <laughs> <laughs> They've got more conversation out of the Pixar logo in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad semi-final. That's all right. Got some nice stories there. Two old enemies back together again. Triumphant babyface working wounded against the slithery heel. Some nice, simple storytelling. Oh, oh boy. I Oh, the absolute <laughs> gall of making an advert like this when you've got Lawler Piper in your flipping main event. I have a story for this. Oh, come on, mate. Because I have the Observer up here. See, this is the new generation thing. And they stick Hulk Hogan, who just signed with WCW, in here with the old guys, right? Mm-hmm. Now, yes, I'd rather have Mabel than Hulk Hogan, sure. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, the, the governor of Maryland at the time, a man named William Donald Schaefer, was at this show. And during the pre-show, Todd Pentagon interviewed him. And Schaefer knew nothing about wrestling at all. So, so Todd's trying to basically force-feed him and talking about how great Roddy Piper is. And Schaefer says, my favorite wrestler is Hulk Hogan, and Todd cuts him off immediately. Oh. <laughs> Awkward. You're changing uh, habits of a lifetime. The last thing you need to do is put live people on television when you're changing habits of a lifetime. Exactly. You know, you want to be, you want to at this point be so careful as to who you're talking to and who you're putting in your main event. Yeah, particularly a 40-year-old against a 44-year-old. I don't begrudge them doing the Lawler Piper thing. I do a bit, but I don't. But, like, he is there. Right now, we are looking at the greasy, hairy face of your new generation, right? In Brett the Hitman Heart. Like, a mm-hmm. singlet that looks like a like a painted decorator's radio. <laughs> <laughs> but he is the guy. He is your boy. He's got the, the most the most important championship over his shoulder. Are you going to put him in the main event? Nah. Nah. Put him in the middle somewhere. Okay, let me ask you a trivia question here, Tom. And, John, feel free to answer also. Okay. After Bret Hart won the world title at WrestleMania 10 in the main event, what was the next pay-per-view that Bret wrestled in the main event of oh. after that? Okay. Oh, so, 
wasn't that one. It wasn't that one. It wasn't that one. Keep going. It wasn't that one. It was it? It's a mountain climber game. I'm is right. Yo, lady, yo, it's going. It's going up the hill. Keep going. That one wasn't. Was it Survivor King of the Ring '95? Survivor Series '1995. I'm going to say. You are correct. Which one? King of the Ring or Survivor Series? Survivor is '95. Yeah. What? <laughs> All the way to that point. And that was the night that he beat Diesel. Correct. Like 364 days into his title reign. Yes, that was a, a, a merciful end. So 18 months after winning the WWF title, about 18 months or so, was the next time he main evented a pay-per-view. Yes, because uh, this show here, obviously, he's on in the middle. SummerSlam, he went on, he went on semi-last. Star Series middle of the show with Backlund. That's where he lost the belt. And his next World Cup match wasn't until, well, actually it was a Rumble, but then him and Diesel went on in the middle of that show. And then he hung around in mid-card hell with Backlund and Lawler and Hakushi and Jean-Pierre Lafitte until Survivor Series when he beat Diesel. To paraphrase Tom, Jeebus. Jeebus! <laughs> I stole that off my little, off my little brother, true story. Jeebus? Jeebus. That's uh, uh, my little brother used to say it quite a bit. Jeebus. Yeah. <laughs> You're a little static. Comes oh. out on your end. Not me. I heard a little bit of static. John, are you making static? What a- no, not me. I heard it as well. I think it's at this uh, crucial point in the podcast to let John Eiley plug his Kofi account. <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah, if you do follow me on Twitter and you see some of the photoshops that I do for these guys and also for the classic Smackdown review as well, uh, and you just want to say, well done, buy me a beer as it were, go to coffee.com forward slash John Ailey. That's K-O hyphen F-I dot com forward slash John Ailey. There you go. What? There you go. Coffee, sorry, not James. coffee. Yes. <laughs> it's a new day. Yes, it is. <laughs> Yes, it is. And, and oh yeah, they're about to reveal Brett. who uh, Brett's second is as well, aren't they? It's gonna be Smithheart, isn't it? No, Bruce. Oh, it's Nightheart. Yeah, hey, my mind's racing. Who is that? that the lads are back. Oh, big Jim. Is this them offering Jim a job? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I was like the Anvil, so I'm cool with it. And they're actually making. Uh, no, no, that he is actually the brother-in-law of Brett. Yeah. The whole family thing's starting to come together. Yes, as he married the sister Brett dislikes the most. It's in his book. Go look it up. But I wonder why they're bringing in all the family sort of uh, nonsense now with this. I, I wonder what that means. I don't know hmm. what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yes, perhaps this is building to something. We sound just as confused as art. Why is it confused? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I mean, art's confused by like sunlight. So this is a. <laughs> Why is it so bright? Yes, art. What he got on his SAT, he said drool. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> 
time check, by the way, it's uh, 58, 20, 21, 22, 23. Thank, thank you. Holy thank you, John. Holy crap, I'm not even an hour in yet. <laughs> not her thinking, boy, Marty got tall. <laughs> oh, no, the, oh, no, the rip came down again. So we have Randy Savage, the Heart Foundation, and Shawn Michaels all out there right now, and Gorilla Monsoon, and, and it feels nothing like 1989 at all. Got a party it's like it's 1989. One very excited young lady there. <laughs> I was drunk when I booked this. Excuse me if it makes no sense. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. All right, now here comes the high point of the show, in some ways. Well, the best match of the night is just going to be. I will confidently say yes. Do you think the Anvil could have done more in Dub Dub? F, or do you think he was as limited as a tag team wrestler? He was as better as a tag team guy, having Brett Rowan to work with. But that's just my opinion. Actually, on the Hart family subject, uh, I don't know whether you know this, John. I know this is... Uh, I don't know whether we talked about this in a previous one, but obviously we are in the midst of a Brett versus Owen slow burn feud. Uh, mm -hmm. a, a, a story that was pitched to Vince by Bruce Hart... The only difference is that Bruce Hart wanted himself to feud with Bret Hart for the, and himself to win the King of the Ring. <laughs> to, which, to which Bret Hart went, yeah, I like the idea, but uh, how about we have Owen instead of Bruce? And this caused a rift between Bret and Bruce for many, many months. The story I heard, because I'd, I'd never heard that particular version of it, although it wouldn't surprise me if Bruce pitched that, was that Bret, back in 93, this is according to his memoirs, had actually, um, he basically just, he basically got out of his contract for, for, for purposes of, of a renegotiating because um, he, he wasn't happy with the spot in the company and he wouldn't let it be known that he would leave if they didn't make him happy. So as part of the negotiation, Vince and Pat Patterson suggest a story to Brett. It's like October of 93 to have him feud with one of his brothers, possibly Bruce, and do a family feud storyline. And Brett, and Brett said, well, if I'm going to feud with someone, then it should be Owen because he's, he's worked hard for this. He deserves it, and I can have a better match with him. He deserves it more. And Pat apparently said Owen couldn't handle it. And Brett thought maybe Pat was the one who would held Owen back all those years. Oh. But then Vince, but then Vince knowing that God, we got to keep Brett happy, said, you know what? I think Owen would be fine. And that led to the heel turn. Well, there you go. That's an, I like that version. Yeah, that would I have heard uh, Tom's version of the story. I've heard that before, um, but not the the one that Justin just mentioned there. That's in Brett's memoirs, which which is the best wrestling book ever written. I must have missed that bit then, because I have actually read the book. Justin, you've clearly forgotten the Wrestle Crap book of lists. Oh, that is true. I'm sorry, <laughs> Ricky. Please don't have me killed. <laughs> Actually, I think I've got that somewhere. Actually, I, I, I have also The Death of WCW, and that's a phenomenal tome. I'm a big fan of that. I wrote two pages in that book. Did you? What pages? Yes. Uh, on the NWO Splinter Groups. Oh, wow, it was you. 
it does the art already want me to have just one little contribution in there. Oh, so I, I'm forever appreciative. Nice one. On the that that's the 10th anniversary edition, not the original edition. I should point out. So my writing appears in the same book as Brian Alvarez's writing, which is something he's probably not aware of, but whatever. When Alan Justin Henry, I had um, when I had my tons. I think it was when I had my tonsils out. So I had three weeks back home uh, recuperating from my tonsils out. And I purchased a new version of that book because my other version had got worn down. I think that was the right mm-hmm. way around. So uh, I thank you for being long before I met you. Thank you for helping with my recoup process for my tons from my tonsillectomy. <laughs> ah, you're welcome. <laughs> I think we're just re- my see- work. I think we're just seeing, by the way, the reason why uh, Kevin Nash's quads were just so knackered in later years. kicking at him. Brett's knocking seven bells out with him. That picture yeah. of Kev's legs, like, <laughs> oh god. Oh, it was like some. It was like it was like he was stood in in between like a circus mirror. It was very weird. Bless him. For those who say Nash did nothing in wrestling, it's. Well, he couldn't do a whole lot, and you see why. What he did, he did with, with those legs. Jeez. Yes, and Nash was underrated. He did have a, a great worker to have a great match with, but he did his part. Look scary, do power moves. He, what he did, he did well. Yes. And he, and he was funny as hell. I mean, it's a gen- it's funny because it's like the like Diesel Kevin Nash, not the greatest worker, but full of charisma and an incredible charmer backstage. From what I understand, it's a similar story with Trent Seven. Hmm. In the sense that not the best worker, the- not in the best of condition, but uh, an incredibly charismatic man, and and an hmm. incredible charmer. Like everywhere he's gone, I've heard nothing but wonderful stories about how lovely Trent Seven is. Although Trent Seven was never the czar of the X Division. Sadly, he wasn't. <laughs> True, yes. His poker stick is not Bob Backlund approved. <laughs> and he never wore a fake chin to uh, do an impersonation of Vince McMahon either. Oh, that's that was a horrible Vince impression. Oh, God. Rob Bartlett and Kevin Nash are in the rank for the worst Vince impression ever. Like... Like, anyone could do Vince. What a maneuver. <laughs> what? Oh, he got it. What a maneuver. One, two, no, he kicked out. <laughs> Bur- 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 did one thing. He brought Bobby Heenan and the Gorilla Monsoon together on camera as a union. <laughs> which had never been done before to that point. As it should together be. Together in... Together in their hatred of Rob Bartlett. <laughs> a, I, I imagine, imagine the fun that if tonight was Donovan, Monsoon, and Heenan. Oh God! Oh, oh. I think it would have caused... Heenan would have Heenan would have just ripped Donovan to shreds. Oh, Heenan would have run rings around him all night, and Gorilla would have had to. Gorilla wouldn't even stop him. No. I don't, I don't once, kind of... once we wouldn't actually hear a Heenan Monsoon combination with Monsoon going, Would you stop? <laughs> Would you continue? Oof. Actually, you know what? I have my I have my new dream team. Stick Vic Joseph, who has no personality at all, <laughs> with Art Donovan and Mongo. Oh god! And you've created a commentary black hole in doing so. Actually, you know what? 
forget Joseph, just put him with Corey Graves. Corey should be punished. <laughs> Corey should be punished. That was the that was the that best should be a t shirt. <laughs> that was the best chase ever. That was great. He was running around like scampering around on his knees. It was and ends up kicking right the back of the head. He's blown to smithereens, that boy. It's nice to see him though. I like the I like the fact that Brett's brought back up in Jim Neidhart. Like the one family member he can trust. You'd think. The only family member that has never turned his back on him. Or so we believe. God, Brett really was like Sting, wasn't he? He was. <laughs> Everyone's turned on eventually. Oh, well, oh that was ropey. Now they're having a chat going, okay, how do we fix this? <laughs> it's the sex swing of death. <laughs> the sex swing was not Bob back on the proof. <laughs> the sex ring of death. Why was that not Diesel's finisher? <laughs> because it wasn't the attitude error. <laughs> when you see him, Brett was like Sting, by the way. I take we're talking WCW Sting. We're not talking former singer, the former singer Sting. No, 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 both. Correct. <laughs> Giant steps. Or, or what? You take walking. If I ever moon. lose my faith in you. <laughs> Every breath you take, Diesel. Every move you make. Every notch you stake. I'll be watching you through my pink sunglasses. You don't have to turn on me tonight, Roxanne! <laughs> Roxanne ended up turning on him anyway. Why, was, why did Sting never sing Sting to the ring? Dude, just sing the freaking crow song. Yes. Da 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 da. No, wait, he, wait, 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 he can sing the young man called Sting. He does this. He does that. <laughs> he dip, dip, He's dip. big as a bull, quick as a cat. And I'll hit you with a bat. <laughs> I'd love this that. You've got, do, you've, got, you've got to do it with a slight sort of reggae style. This would be. He does this. He's he does that. that. <laughs> He's as quick like a as a cat, and he'll hit you with a bat. <laughs> and he enjoys just, a good rap. Just, just quickly going through Sting's back catalogue of music, I'm trying to the think of sort of song. The would... singer. <laughs> <laughs> the singer. Um, the, the only song I really think of that he did that Sting the wrestler could have used would be Demolition Man. Oh. I'll give my notice today in what? A message in, in a, a bottle. I got removed from the conversation. Was it my singing? I don't oh, know what yes. happened there. I just got removed from the conversation. That's very rude of you both. <laughs> Not me. Not guilty. I do apologize. We got off on a tangent there. Don't you worry. It's fine. Uh, time check if you're watching King of the Ring. Uh, John, give us a time oh, check. Uh, 109, 53, 54, 55. Lovely stuff. Ooh, big backbreaker there. Mm. Do you reckon, I do you reckon Sting up... was listening and booted me for copyright? <laughs> yes, it's um. <laughs> he, he he cares more about some tree frog in like Sri Lanka than he cares about you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of more songs that Sting the wrestler can do from Sting. You'll remember me when you turned on me. I fell to proper Charlie. 
<laughs> when you turned your back, hit me with my bat, and you stole my stuff, and you stole my title gold. <laughs> For anybody Steve complaining, for anybody complaining that the last ten minutes has been us three talking about Sting the singer, can I remind you at this point that this podcast is free? You haven't paid yes. for this. There are so, other things on Spotify. <laughs> Sting the wrestler, uh, how did you feel? You know that you weren't part of WCW or the NWO. <laughs> so lonely, so lonely. <laughs> Brett Manga, come back. <laughs> oh, oh. That always makes me cringe every time I see him do that. He, and he did that a lot. Yeah. He was at the Tom McGee match. Sting, you're teaming with Stephen Regal in the garden. He's an Englishman in New York. <laughs> <laughs> now you're reaching. Oh. <laughs> You find a Chris Statlander. Whoa, she's an alien. She's an alien. <laughs> One for the AEW fans. Well, Art, actually, an actual good point there. This Hitman's got to be fighting two guys instead of one. <laughs> but he's got a tag partner. Well, he's ineffective so far. No, no, where it is, you, you know, saw the uh, the match that uh, Owen Hart had with Dyke the other week as the King of the Ring qualifier on Raw, uh, which I was part of that show as well, if you want to go back and listen to that one as well. Oh. Um, Owen Hart said during the match, he turned to the camera and he said, I'm fighting two and a half men here, the, refer- uh, the referee, a clown, and half a clown. <laughs> He's fighting actual two and a half men, not the, not the awful sitcom. I quite like on OSW Review where they refer to Dink as Peter Doinklage. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> it's a good John? One. John! <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Make that and tag Bray Wyatt in it. A midget clown never forgets his death. <laughs> a doink never. A doink always repays their debt. Yes. Fighting off the uh, fighting off the Night King with <laughs> a little spray flower. Sadly, we got the payoff where Dink's life was on the line as Doink wrestled uh, Diesel and Diesel crushed his skull and the Dink had to flee. <laughs> and then they made another three episodes they didn't really need. <laughs> and can I just say, every one of those references went right over my head. Oh, you're not a, you're not a, you're not a Game of Thrones boy, are you? Never watched it. You see, this is, again, right, King of the Ring in 2019, they could have done a whole Game of Thrones aesthetic to it. That would have been great. They did that with King of Trios. Chikara did it with King of Trios when they had King of Trios in Wolverhampton. What? Tommy. What? Do you think Vince knows what Game of Thrones is? He will will in about five years. Five? Wow, that's that's early for him. (laughs) Well, I'm basing it on when, when season one came out. This is such good stuff. 
I got this idea for a gimmick. This. Oh, oh, ref bump. There we that go. Was the, that was the worst ref bump ever. Oh, and I've no, seen some bad ref bumps. No. Come on, Earl. Hit it right in the hip. How oh, my gimpy knee. Is that dear but Earl in the ring, by the way? Have a nice going, Gimpy. Actually, how can... Okay, can we... How do we tell the difference between Dave and Earl? Uh, he was a little bit chubbier. Oh, oh, I was going to say, his knee was knocking him in at a good, and he's racing across the ring. But then he remembered to sell it, <laughs> which I'm a fan of. Yeah. <laughs> These goddamn indie guys not selling moves. <laughs> Someone snitched that corner immediately. Earl, Earl would have sold his bills in his trunk. <laughs> yeah. By the way, is this the pay-per-view where? Oh no, because there's no Spanish announced table at ringside. I was going to say, was this the pay-per-view where the very first? Um, that's Survivor Series '95. That's Survivor Series, is it? Mm. So yes. that's wait, long way to go yet. Long yeah. way to go before we, you know, knock down that barrier. The answer to all That's trivia funny. questions tonight are Survivor Series 1995. Survivor Series 1995. <laughs> <laughs> if you've never seen that great show, one of the best Survivor Series ever. And that was truly an oasis in a desert that was the new generation. So I've got to admit, I like the way... I like the way Nash is selling here, bumps off the ropes and everything after being clumped into the head in the exposed turnbuckle. It's like a boxing match with the three stooges. Just bounce the ropes, get punched again. Bounce the ropes, get punched again. I like it. I like how Brett's kind of been a bit cheaty to to take down Diesel. Well, you got to be resourceful. This is a big monster. You're putting over how powerful he is. Yeah. Bret Hart, as Brian Alvarez once pointed out, could look at any wrestler, figure out what they could do, what they couldn't do, and fashion an entire match around you know their skill set, and it was always a great match. Absolutely. He could just build a solid encounter with whoever. And doesn't necessarily need the person to be good. And should he ever wrestle a brother-in-law that was in a compromised state because of um, illicit drug usage? Then by God, he can carry them there, too. <laughs> in front of 80,000 people and make it look incredibly convincing. Mm -hmm. None of us would have been the wiser if Brett hadn't told us. Yeah, I had no idea. It blew my mind when I figured that out. Or when I, when I, yeah. when I heard about that, I was like, that's incredible. Lots of love for Bret Hart. Anyone who says Bret wasn't the best, just punch him right in the teeth. <laughs> he was never my ultimate favorite, but I but I respect like the graft that he does, like the they how hard he works. Oh hello, 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 hello. Typical Sean Bump. Oh, oh, oh gosh, big old pop for oh. that. Bop. That was a yeah. rattler. Shades of uh, his match against Hogan many years later. Oh, yes. Oh, God. Bumping <laughs> everywhere for that. That was a delight. That match was beautiful. Sean went, went to the curbs of um, aerodynamics. Creating a school of aerodynamics. <laughs> the school of aerodynamics. Jesus. Small package again. Does this turn into an, uh, an Amazon warehouse? <laughs> <laughs> We're using a lot of the same finishes tonight, aren't we, everybody? Mm. Yeah, we have a diesel 
truck. Yeah, Diesel just stopped on an Irish whip. He said, screw it. He's Brett, I'm whip. effed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of Diesel power. <laughs> He's unleaded. Ethanol <laughs> <laughs> has a sense flaws. <laughs> He's running on solar power. He turned the lights out. Then he loses. Oh. That would be more effective oh. if it was into the exposed boucle. Oosh. The following, the following is a light, a, a lights out match. Crap. <laughs> solar powered diesel in a lights out match. You haven't won yet, big lad. He's what makes a Mack truck go. <laughs> you put a blanket over his head like a horse, he falls asleep. <laughs> like that scene in Father oh, Ted. John, that is brilliant. That is stupidly brilliant what Brett just did. Beautiful. Yeah. A, a sort of shooter. It, it's the Rocks version. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's the Scorpion King Deathlock. He's showing off the level one sharpshooter for anybody that wants to try it. <laughs> the Rock made it very far for a man who could not do a Scorpion Deathlock, but he used it as a finish anyway. <laughs> he certainly did. <laughs> Not that that was the most important part of his uh, move set by any means. But he certainly made it into like a key move. Yeah, he made Angle submit to it at Survivor Series 01. Well, what was what was that? Nidart was just got walking towards him, then turned his back on him. <laughs> oh, shenanigans! Absolute scenes here, Jeff. Oh. <laughs> come on, Brett won't lose a match at Earl's refing. Come on. <laughs> no, as if that would ever happen. Oh, Big Daddy's finisher. Get in. Oh, no. Actually, no, sorry. That was Giant Haystack's finisher, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the Big Elbow. The uh, big big elbow. Daddy was the Big Daddy's was the Big Splash. The Belly Push. The, the Belly, belly push, push. The Belly Push, and then it was uh, basically a Big Splash into it. Uh, the Sprawl's Belly Push, followed by the Big Splash. <laughs> the Sproul's belly push. Oh no, it's time for the jack. I was not getting out of this one. Oh no. Let's hope he finds a way out. Oh look at Sean, charging around the ring, running from the from. Hey, what's he doing? What's he doing? No. Oh, he's let his emotions get the better of him. Jimmy, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, you blew it. I'm going to be on Total Divas in 20 years. <laughs> I'm going to show my daughter this is how you wrestle. <laughs> She'll have a goatee just like me. Was I Donovan asking if it was a draw there? <laughs> I Donovan was asking if this was a wrestling match. Is he in the match too? I wish Art Donovan could make a TNA count here and try to figure out what's going on. All right, now what the hell just oh, happened? Oh, God. Yeah, Art Donovan like called TNA in 05. <laughs> We're almost out on something special there. Night Art's gone. Yeah, yeah, he's just left him. Foreshadowing. <laughs> foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Five shadowing, more like. He was only paid for a, uh, be a corner man, not for any post-match brawls. 
Oh, Wurzel's back. By the way, um, something I noticed earlier, uh, I forgot to mention, I noticed Randy Savage had stood up after one of the particular matches. Um, I've got a feeling him and Art Donovan have actually switched seats. No, no, Art's still on the outside. Yeah, yeah, but I, th- I think no, but earlier on, um, before we we cut to the, th- the three guys where Art Donovan was on the outside and Savage had his back to him and everything. Oh. Earlier, before before then, Savage was stood up, and I'm not sure if him and Art Donovan have actually switched switched seats at that point. Oh, or, I think, it was, or if it was just Savage just getting up to stretch his legs or something. I think Art always was on the outside, actually. <laughs> Metaphorically and literally. And physically, yeah. <laughs> So, thank, so unfortunately, this was not TNA for that one stretch in 05, 06 where the Falcon could change hands on, on a DQ because Brett keeps the belt. Oh, yeah, I, re- I remember that. And then Abyss got the belt. <laughs> which is which is what everybody said after the DQ happened. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. That was a rule that you quietly reinstated about 30 years ago. <laughs> Abyss won the belt while hanging upside down over the entranceway. Yay! That's how a champion is born. It's just like Ogan hit, hitting Sheik with the leg drop and pinning him. <laughs> this mania is running wild and hanging upside down like a bat. <laughs> so Brett's been left lying. Night Art's nowhere to be seen. Diesel and Sean are standing tall. Something's afoot here, lads. I mean, it's good storytelling, though, what they've done this match, because... Diesel had hit the jackknife powerbomb. No one ever kicks out from that. Um, the DQ has kept Diesel strong. It's you know shown that you know Brett can he trust anybody now? Um, you know he's had two members of his family go up against him now well, well, in no, some way point, or cost him. At this point, Nidart hasn't turned his back on Brett. At this point, Nidart we all think Nidart is just hot headed. Which is always what we, which is what was always implied anyway, that Neidhart was the hothead of the Hart family. So this is Neidhart doing a Neidhart. So for now, it's all right. It's just bloody hell, Brett man. What are you thinking? Yeah, Jim Neidhart in your corner, and he's got a bad attitude. Yeah. So at the moment, there's no. We only Owen is the, the is outside the circle. Neidhart is certainly not in the good books. <laughs> Yeah, you, yes. you may not get a Christmas card this year. <laughs> not from Brett, anyway. Yeah, Brett's still the champ, but he's, he's still the head of the new generation. Here he is, all battered and knackered. And... <laughs> oh, it's great hearing you use the term knackered there, Justin. Yeah, good use yeah. of knackered. You're a bad influence, you too. <laughs> knackered's a great word. So I think, did, did we confuse yeah. you once with Cream Crackered when we said he was Cream Crackered? As, as, oh, right, bloody tired he is. <laughs> He's right, bloody tired. <laughs> out of sorts he is. He's right out of sorts. Bang out of order. Hey! The all-time great Jerry Lawler. Young up-and-comer Jerry Lawler. That feisty rookie. That NXT call-up, Jerry the King Lawler. Glad he's finally getting his moment in the sun after all his years of toiling in the undercard with all the other youngsters. <laughs> or as they call it, Memphis. 
Jerry Lawler now versus Todd Pettengill of 94. Who was more irritating? <laughs> oh! Uh, neither. Meow. Jim Ross of now. <laughs> How oh. dare you. Oh, uh, now, I love Jim Ross. But I'm struggling with him in AEW. I'm uh, how can you defend him in AEW now though? I enjoy him. Really? <laughs> yes. I find I just I'm trying to, but every week he gives me a reason to he, he takes me out of it a little bit. Like JR used to immerse me in wrestling. Now he confuses me in wrestling. See what I do, I watch Raw for five minutes and listen to Vic Joseph. And then I appreciate Jim Ross a lot more. Mm, fair. Vic Joseph is like having Al Snow's head on commentary. They don't offer a lot. They, there's not a, like there's less commentary now, which is the one thing I notice. Yes, Vic Joseph is basically just uh, he, it's it's like him and whoever's doing commentary with Lawler and either Joe or whoever else. It's like they're reading from three, they're reading from the same book, but often different pages, and and they keep missing each other. They don't acknowledge there's anyone even in their midst when they talk. But it's, and it also feels like Jerry Lawler is sort of kind of the lead, but he's not the lead. Like he's the he's the color guy. He's meant to bounce off you. It's like it's like if it's like the person in the sidecar is giving directions to the guy driving Pretty the motorbike, much. and it's not the right way around. And the guy driving the motorbike just happens to be an, an inanimate stuffed animal. <laughs> oh. I love the variety in terms of like the commentary quality across the board. Like and then you've got Mara Ronaldo, who I think is is effortlessly excellent. There's okay. Yes. I say that there's a couple of times where I've gone oh cringe a bit, but overall <laughs> effortlessly excellent. Um, sure. And and I thought he did a two. It was a two person booth with Beth Phoenix uh, on NXT, which I thought worked really well. I think Beth had a lot of room for maneuver. I thought she she brought a lot to it which i was really happy about um i'm a bit gutted because at nxt uk on friday i was excited to to be in the presence of nigel mcginnis on comms but we had tom phillips and aiden english so that was good at least he had nigel no we didn't have nigel distinct lack of distinct lack of nigel on nxt uk this week Oh. At the tapings, it's Aiden, it's Tom Phillips and Aiden English. No Nigel. Oh God. Nigel's on. Ni- I think Nigel's out on a bit of a sabbatical. Oh jeez. Yeah, that's... I know. I don't rate that, Aiden English. Yeah, I'm not big on Tom Phillips either. Oh, Phillips is all right. He's got. I think out of him and Vic Joseph, I put Tom Phillips in there. <laughs> I love how we go here from just you know catchy club music to. IRS talking while holding a briefcase. <laughs> Speaking of commentators, uh, you're saying, you know, you, you had Tom Phillips and Aiden English. Uh, when I was at the WWF Insurrection pay-per-view in Newcastle, uh, we actually got Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler. You did! Nice. They got such an ovation when they both came out as well. Oh, that's class. As, as they should. The one show I was at that actually had commentators was SummerSlam 90. We had Vince McMahon and Roddy Piper. Oh, look at the size of those ham hocks. <laughs> look at those drumsticks. <laughs> that's why you eat before you commentate. So, that's what Piper was trying to be a heel in order to fill the Jesse Ventura void. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't just... Oh, it just didn't, didn't roll. Hashtag controversial uh, wrestling opinion. Oh, uh, I didn't like Jesse. I didn't like Jesse Ventura as a commentator. What? 
I just couldn't get. I, I just couldn't get away with him. Oh, listen to him now. You'll appreciate him more. Trust me. The one thing I always liked about Ventura is he was always able to justify the heel shenanigans. And the one thing that yes. I love, like I'm getting to dabble in a bit of that in the wrestling world anyway, is you always a, a good bad guy always justifies the actions. They're not yes. just bad for the sake of I'm a bad guy, lol, 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 lol. It's like there has to be like, a, we did this because of this. And, and Ventura was always mm-hmm. great at giving some reasoning behind it. I think my, well, not hatred, but disdain towards Ventura. Oh, Jesus. Let's see how. All right, Chris Hamrick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the reason for my disdain really was because I saw most of Ventura's work, as it were, uh, when he was in WCW, not really in the, the WWF. Um, but even when I've watched old WWF pay-per-views with Ventura on, I've just never really sort of got Ventura. To me, said, he brought gra- he brought gravity to the show. Like, like he, he, had, he had a voice of authority. He wasn't like other commentators that came off as, like, weak or, you know, sniveling or whatever. Like, Ventura, like... He, he backed up his own assertions, and he was his own man. Like, like no one could tell him what. Yeah, to he say. was a he was a voice of authority uh, in a heel sense. Is what you Graves saying. had that going for a while until Graves just became annoying. I rate Graves lower than I do Ventura, to be honest. How dare you! <laughs> oh, oh, Graves isn't just the bottom of. Graves isn't just the bottom of the barrel, in my opinion. He's under the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> Ventura's finest moment. my opinion. <laughs> Ventura's finest moment came at summer. I WrestleMania six during Hogan and Warrior, when Hogan had that front face lock on Warrior, and Monsters putting over just how dangerous his move is in Hogan's arms. Ventura goes, "Yeah, just ask Richard Belzer." Oh. <laughs> oh dear oh. me. Because Jesse. I've, I've seen the clip. I've seen the clip. It's oh, yeah, it, Ventura just had this. I don't give a damn if you fire me. Sense about him, which was a breath of fresh air as compared to everyone now who's so puckered that they have to keep their jobs and I'll do whatever you say. And Ventura's just like, finally this job. I'm running for mayor of Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. I'll be the yeah. governor one day. I wasn't proud of their asshole. And running man. And running man. And a Braxis guardian of the whatever. I don't know Guardian of the whatever. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. <laughs> it was not good. Guardian of was... the whatever. In Cinema a... Friday, probably. <laughs> I, had a small part with... I had a small scene in Major League 2 with Omar Epps. <laughs> playing, playing Wesley Slampus' part. Because Slampus is busy. <laughs> <laughs> Avengers, Infinity, something or other. God, this match is still going. Why is Ira still out there? <laughs> just they want to see. They want to see whether he sweats so much he just becomes liquid. Well, he should <laughs> be coming see through now. Oh, jeez, <laughs> it is. Do you reckon he changed his shirt, or did he just did he do like the tactical thing that when you're on a night out where you just stand under a hair dryer or stand under a hand dryer <laughs> to try and demoisten your shirt? Iris in the shape of water too. 
gosh, he's a sweaty boy. He must have I like a, he must have like a glandular problem. Do you think Shane McMahon uh, took inspiration from him, <laughs> or just perspiration, or just yeah, perspiration? Hey! hey, oh, I think they both have the same glandular problem, though. <laughs> I don't know if it's like Chris Noth from Law, from Law and Order. Would it be a gland problem or would it be a... Um, cardio problem. Not a cardio problem, a thyroid problem. Uh, I'm, I can't say for sure I'm no scientist. I'm going to Google. What what makes you sweat? What makes you... CNC Music Factory. Sweat. <laughs> <laughs> it also makes you go... Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you sweat? Uh, there you go. Uh, nice Flintstone shirt on mullet, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's called hi- you know, Florida man visiting Maryland. It's called hyperhidrosis when you sweat too much. Wasn't that Ray Mysterio's opponent? <laughs> <laughs> Is he marrying Charlotte? Um, <laughs> things you can do and perspirational <laughs> things you can do to help with with excessive sweating wear loose fitting clothes wear socks that absorb moisture wear leather shoes and try to wear different shoes day to day do not wear tight clothes or man-made fabrics like nylon don't wear enclosed boots do not do things that make you sweat worse. For example, <laughs> drink alcohol, so basically, eat spicy food. So basically, the IRS is doing everything he shouldn't do. Exactly. Do not follow the spawn of Satan. <laughs> chase, chase, chase Cuban men for taxes. <laughs> He's looking for Jim. Jim. Sorry, I got distracted doing multiple jobs backstage because we're we're in a bit of a financial spin at the moment in the WWF. I'm also the medic. <laughs> Just doing the catering. Todd's putting Flint's, Todd's putting Jetson's band-aid on, on Owen's knee. <laughs> okay, guys, this next match maybe the match of the night ends, ends about 14 seconds. Do you know what? I'm we, not kidding. The, um, when we started doing... Uh, Desert Island Graps. The next match is one of Mike Quackenbush's favourite matches. I believe it. Yeah, true story. He, he's a, I interviewed him for a Sean Waltman feature for Fighting Spirit Magazine, and he's a huge Waltman guy. Yeah. Like, he was... He, like, like Waltman says, I don't shave my beard for anybody, but he did it for the one two three kid bit for Shakara because Quackenbush was, like, all, like borderline insanely insistent upon it and he convinced him to do it he's a big fan so so yes so so far i'm i'm, I'm going through davy Meltzer's um match ratings for the show tom and john you want to care to guess what we've got so far as that as i rattle them off okay go for it okay razor bam bam uh two and a half i'm gonna say two one and three quarters. Oh, what? Dave, apparently, Dave was very surly in '94. <laughs> Dave Meltzer knows note. <laughs> IRS, IRS, and Big Vis. Uh, half, uh, half. You were both correct. Half yes. A <laughs> Owen and Tatanka. Three. I'm going to say three and a half. Right in the middle, three and a quarter. Oh. Ooh. Kid and Double J. 
Three. I'm going to go three again. Three and a half again. Two and a quarter. Oh, John, you were closer. Brett and Nash. Two and a half. Three. Three and three quarters. Oh, jeepers. You were closer that time. Razor and IRS. One. A half. Right in the middle, three quarters. This is good. I'm gonna. I'm gonna predict early. This is gonna be four. We'll see. Okay, I'm hanging my hat on four. John, have you seen this? You remember this match? Uh, I don't. Okay. I, I remember a little bit and pieces of the, um, the 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 show itself. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. This is okay, very different. Ready. I'm a big fan of. Hang this. Hang on. Wait for it. Wait for it. Hang on. Oh, jeepers! Yeah, there it was. Oh, Owen, that would have loosened a few fillings. Owen, you maniac! Dear me! As Owen almost ever shoots kid entirely. Fun fact: these two faced off a king of the ring four years later. Would they? Yes, they would. Yes. Oh, Owen and X Park. But this would be. But this would be superior. In many ways, yes. Ooh. When you have a 20 minute match and I tell you you have three and a half minutes now go and you get everything in <laughs> go get go get all your s in in the next three minutes lads <laughs> this was the goldberg lesnar of wrestlemania 33 of this era here we go but the crowd are into it listen to them like come on kid like you they're behind him it's great sean Walton was the man oh lovely my star cradle Everything they just did here was crisp. Beautiful. Beautiful. Techers! Quality techers, to quote Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> go on, lads. They're just like, ah, let's just, let's just go New Japan style. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> I just find wrestling so funny where you, you give, like, Mabel... An IRS, like twelve years out there, and they go oh, Owen and Owen and Shaw, just go get it done. It's like God, you've got your priorities so all to cock here. <laughs> it's so funny. It's possible they were running long. Maybe Brett Diesel went long. Yeah, so they've got to just sort of peel it back a little bit. And keep in mind, Owen does have to work. I'll just spoil it, but Owen has to work three times. So yeah. And, and, and I don't think, and in this particular occasion, you didn't need a long match to tell the story. Yeah. Kid's trying to put him as fast as he can. Yeah, because Kid's cream crackered, so it's like, I want to get this match done, rest up for the final. Yeah. yeah. It's not like, I have 40 moves, we're going to 35 minutes. It's not like, you know, it's. You're telling a story here. Kid's like, I know my best offense, I'm going to get all my best moves in as soon as possible. Get him pinned, get him done, get the ice on my neck. Get ready for the final. Yeah, because he was powdered in three times about a half hour ago, so. Ooh, oh. Beautiful. <laughs> Just everything is landing spot on. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. We're too we're too quick to rubbish when wrestling goes bad, but like it's nice to sit and watch something as smooth as this. Mm-hmm. Just play out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, imagine if these guys had, like, a full 20-minute match. Oh, oh absolutely. 
Well, we'll see Kid versus one of the Hearts have a 20-plus minute match very soon. Which pay-per-view was it, Justin? You'll know. It was a WCW one. Hang on. Oh, hello. Oh, that thought. No. Which pay-per-view was it, WCW-wise, where it was Brian Pillman and Johnny B. Bad, and they were given a 30-minute time limit draw because the older boys were annoyed with them. Oh, jeepers! The older boys... That was 4 Brawl 95. 4 Brawl 95. Four. The older boys were annoyed yes. with them for getting pops for having great matches. So they went, all right, let's see how you do. We're going to give you 30 minutes. And they had a great 30-minute match. <laughs> but it was done to spite them. There mm. you go. That was, that was a hell of a match, too. And this was a hell of a match for three and a half minutes. Yeah. Four stars? I reckon four. Oh, you only went three and a quarter. Oh. I'd have given it four. He's, and Meltzer said that was about as good a short match as you'll see, and he he wasn't wrong. Mm-hmm. Very few matches tell that much story in that little time. I feel like NXT tries to do that a bit now. I I, I feel like there's this with NXT on USA. There's this sort of new NXT style in which they sort of skip chapter one and go straight to chapter two, or they they skip here- they skip act one and go straight to act two. But here there's a reason that he doesn't skip chapter one. Owen wants to stay fresh for Razor, and Kid needs to stay fresh because his neck is killing him. Yeah, so they're like, we need just to get get this done. One of us is winning very quickly. Yeah. No strategy, just win fast. What was a sprint? Oh. What a lecherous cameraman. Piper's getting undressed. Double denim. This is the birth of the GTV. I'm the money in the bank contract winner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cash in on a Lunger Blade I was tonight. about to say I'm going to cash in on a Lunger Blade. <laughs> I bet they're not even a sponsor, Hershey's. <laughs> I was literally about to say I'm going to cash in on a Lunger Blade. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Lunger Blade's highly Morgan. She's tired all of a sudden. <laughs> the bagpipes start up. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I, I don't like Sandy Lopper either. Is he... Belt through the head with something. <laughs> Piper walks off of the women's title. John? I always said it was a skirt, so I'm the women's champion now. <laughs> right, look at the sweat on Piper. The, I think the aircon's broken backstage. See? If, and the best part is it's a double turn because Piper is, is the intergender ladies' champion and then Laura's to beat him up because Andy Kaufman. <laughs> it, all, it all works. You're saying about uh, people walking off with the ladies' title. John? <laughs> yes, please. Thank you, John. Piper looks healthy here. It's really nice to yes, see. He does. he does, yeah. He doesn't look 40 at all. No, he Maybe looks Maybe in the face healthy. a little bit, but... What is he doing here? I mean, if I look, that, yeah, if I... I look like that when I get to 40, I'll be, I'll be fine. Oh, shit, I look like that when I did hit 40. <laughs> Tom comes to Frogtown. <laughs> John. <laughs> Thank you, John. That'd be lovely. Because I won't make 40, so that'd be nice. Yeah, you'll make No, nah, I'm, I'm dying this year. Remember we talked about this? This is the year I die. Oh, right. I'm dying 36. This is the year I die. I'll be... Sure to sing "Candle in the Wind" on the upcoming show. I've got a I've got a cover version for you to write and an album cover for John Eiley to make. 
We're going to have Jack do an interpretive dance. <laughs> in slow motion. In a room full of candles. We couldn't find a big enough photo to use for the viewing, so we just used one of James Corden. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. That's fine. And Sam, oh, come on. And Sam Driver on a, <laughs> Sam Driver on a keytar. <laughs> Tom's far more uh, entertaining than James Corden. <laughs> that's true. You're very kind, but I want, I'd like his money. <laughs> Sam, gel your hair. We need to pose for a photo. <laughs> Why is Piper still talking? Because he doesn't know how to shut up. This is a long promo. Because oh. <laughs> only kid went short. <laughs> that promo was almost as long as the last match. Yeah. Oh, here's the tag title match. I forgot. Just pop the tag title match in here dead quick. As Gorilla Monsoon used to say, well, let's hope they've uh, reinforced the ring for this one. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, a lot, a lot of heavyweights. A lot of beef! <laughs> Three of them are related. So hang on, so have we not still got Jarrett and Ramon to come? You, you, no, yep. Owen Ramon. Owen, Owen Ramon. Ramon. Oh, okay. Yes, Owen. Okay, we got this match, we got Owen Ramon, and we got Piper Lawler. Right, yeah, sorry, I, I, my, mind, my mind blanked out Ramon and Jarrett. No, not Ramon and Jarrett. Ramon and uh, IRS. Oh, and... Oh, yeah. The ring announcers just said there as well, they come down to the ring at a combined weight of 890 pounds. Oh. That's just Yokozuna's legs. <laughs> yes. So wait, if Yoko was... I'm doing my Justin math here. If Yoko was 568, then what is Crush? I'm guessing 323. Something like that. Yeah, I can see Crush being about that. Incidentally, we just had an Art Donovan, how much does this guy weigh? Down your drinks. Yeah. <laughs> how much does this guy weigh? Crush means chronic. How much does this bag weigh? <laughs> <laughs> Art Donovan, drug dealer. What was the old joke from the... Uh... From the 70s, John. Uh, the old... Uh, like, <laughs> was that, I think it was a northern joke. It was... Um, oh, hey, love, if you're going to work here, we need to weigh your breasts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then um, she says, okay, then. <laughs> How do you do that? You go, weigh! Just grab them and go, weigh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very, very northern 70s it's gang, Very that. northern 70s and deeply sexist, and we apologise. <laughs> <laughs> what is this, Benny Hill? It wasn't even Benny Hill, it was just off the no. time. <laughs> yeah. Mario, swing your arm. I'm not putting my shirt for anything in the world. <laughs> oh, it's a family affair in this one. Here's Alpha, it was part of Vince's defense team. He was not was guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. <laughs> not guilty. Stood on the stand eating a turkey leg. Should have brought Haku. It'd been over oh, two yeah. seconds. These four. You know that story, don't you, Tom? No. Well, um, during uh, was it the, the steroid trial? Yes, the following uh, month. Yeah, at the steroid trial. Uh, Afa was sat in the the public gallery and he was staring directly at the the jury. Yes, the jury box. And he was just staring at them, and all he was saying, he was just sat there and he was just sat there going, "Not guilty, not guilty." Not guilty. And he got thrown out for uh, intimidating the jury. <laughs> well, they tried. <laughs> Grill at this point has long since started ignoring art. 
<laughs> yeah. But, I mean, Art's now just... just he's just talking to himself there now. <clears throat> I thought doing a little jig there. I've got some moves. So, Yoko and Farsu are related in this particular one. And, and Samu. Oh, and Samu. Oh, apologies. Afro. As well, isn't he? Uh, yeah, they're all there. It's like so crush like the prime pillman, and they're all the <laughs> crushes the pillman. And that's the only time he'll ever be connected or, or to Brian Pillman. Well, I mean, he's part of Chronic. Well, okay, that's something different. <laughs> Quick time check for everyone playing the home game. By the way, it's one fifty one oh eight oh nine oh ten. Oh ten. Oh ten. Thank you, John. <laughs> Sponsored by Castrol Duty. Accurate. <laughs> Sponsored by Scotch Video Cassettes. Re-record, not fade away. Not fade away. <laughs> Great advert. Oh, it's brilliant. When you get a chance, Justin, check out a nice piece of art, younger years, the Scotch Video Cassette advert featuring the skeleton. Okay. Oh, you don't head butter Samoan. Or Hawaiian, or a uh, alleged Japanese guy. <laughs> Who was the first Samoan that did the oh. whole "you can't be headbutted" shtick? All of them. Just, just always been just the thing. I guess. I don't yeah. think Usos do it. Secret enough, I probably were doing it back in the the seventies, early eighties with the the Wales yes. Samoans. You'll uh, you'll, you'll get to father. join in with that, John, on the first of February. Uh, where you have we have TK Cooper at North Wrestling, who you never headbutt because he is he is part Samoan. So oh, okay. So he's so you'll you'll get to cheer along with the crowd when that happens as well. When, but you okay. know what? You, you can break a Samoan's hand, which is why Roman Reigns uses the foam pad when he when he pounds the <laughs> stage for part of his entrance. Has been revealed over the past few days by Sam Driver of all people, who has now started a feud. And <laughs> who's now building Reigns Goldberg? <laughs> Which Goldberg is adding more fuel to by pointing out the college football rivalry between the two, oh. between their, their alma maters. This is going to get. This is going to escalate, and it? it's going to be all Sam's fault. Sam telling Mr. Mr. Driver in the world to hell with Minnie. Has that, have any other wrestling outlets picked up on that story yet? Because in order to I, tell I, that story, they have to trace it back to the source, which is Cultaholic Sam Driver. <laughs> the voice of Cultaholic's 10 things you didn't know about this wrestler and that wrestler, <laughs> Sam Driver. <laughs> as, well, as well as the man who's instrumental in bringing great Kali in for a music video. <laughs> Look at Yoko just flying around. Yeah. That's the second big bump he's taken out of the ring. He's already knackered, though. Look at him. <laughs> he was knackered on his bit of the ring. He was knackered. He's the young pace yourself. Crush can't do it all alone. <laughs> he was knackered when he woke up this morning. <laughs> <laughs> him, and, him and IRS shared a, a queen-size bed. Four accommodations. John, don't Photoshop that. No, 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 no. Hashtag unintended waterbed. <laughs> So we 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 uncovered something interesting in the Wrestling Observer, um, might be the Observer uh, this week for the Cultaholic Classic SmackDown review regarding Rikishi, mm. yes. and how the uh, Rikishi's attire, i.e., showing off his big old bum, 
uh, was the attire <laughs> that Vince wanted Yokozuna to have. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Just going to leave that image with you. Stink face fox and wears there's two legs hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> I found the trouble. Jeez. <laughs> oh. Vince is weird. <laughs> you reckon? <laughs> you could stink face is someone he managed to pull out 33 Chilean miners. <laughs> They're all safe. They're all safe. <laughs> Elon Musk offered to go in with a special, <laughs> with a special boat. We're not proud of this, but we're gonna say it anyway. <laughs> well, you hear what Elon Musk said about the uh, the guy who successfully did the rescue, don't you? What's that? He said that the guy who did the rescue was. Um, <laughs> I, probably, I really can't say... The, I don't want to say the word, really, but... Um, oh, he was a diddler, but not in the cult of yeah. sense. Yeah, okay. that's it. Okay. Thank you, Tom. Okay. Gotcha. Just because they didn't use his... Uh, Elon Musk's uh, submarine that he, he created for them. He took uh, the hoof and basically went, oh, well, the, the bloke's a diddler. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just, that's just petty. <clears throat> Ouch! The crowd's gasped before that move every time always got me like oh no he's gonna crush his freaking skull or see a man get splattered like Gallagher crushing a melon with his giant sledgehammer yeah I never got that <laughs> I've seen him do it and I've seen that the crowd going absolutely mental for it I'm just like yeah added charm Gallagher was um, a product of his time but I found him funny I mean, he did more than just a sledgehammer bit. Yeah, I remember watching an episode of Celebrity Deathmatch on MTV. Hey, when uh, he killed uh, Oasis. Yeah, he, he took on Oasis. It was Gallagher versus Gallagher versus Gallagher. <laughs> As it should be. But no Peter Gallagher, though. Because I remember at one point in the match, one of the commentators goes, and there's Gallagher with the giant sledgehammer. I think he just... Caves in uh, Liam Gallagher's head. Yes, the Hunter saw his gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> Is Tom Pian again? Uh, no, no, uh, the, the cat got in. Okay. Well, the cat can join in. Yeah, get the cat excited. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> you go with a, a flare flop. Yeah. Like I said, he's taking some bumps in this match, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he, he's very aerodynamic for a man with his... Girth. Um, yes, his excessive girth. Mm. In, in a way, um, Earthquake was the same. You know, he, he was for a big guy, he was pretty agile as well. Oh, sure, and, and Andre in his day was... Uh, oh, yeah, I've seen him do drop kicks and all sorts. Fly off the top rope. How I've never seen him do this that. guy way? Welcome back. Yeah, thank you, friends. <laughs> Was the cat excited? Very excited. <laughs> just, just, I, put out in, I just put it out in the Skype chat saying, be right back, cat got in. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I like having a little studio set up at home. Because <laughs> it's very real. We should give you a crush point for color coordinating. Third match, third time of the match, he's fell out the ring. <laughs> it's, it's taking a lot of bumps tonight. 
isn't he? Like Spike Dudley. <laughs> he is like can you imagine Spike him? Dudley. Can you imagine, imagine... Yokozuna being crowd surfing? Yes. Imagine Batman throwing him in the third row from the ring. <laughs> Everybody just moves. Yoko crowd surfs, five dead. <laughs> six misses. That's, that's, six that's five misses. Five rows. Get uh, five rows, not just five people. <laughs> Get Musk in there immediately. We're still on. We're still unfolding parts. We're sure we'll find the rest of them. <laughs> oh God, this is Flay Myers. This is chilling. That's one of my f- earliest memories of ECW. Room. Actually, <laughs> what the Chilean miners. No, no, the um, Spike Dudley being crowd surfed across the uh, arena. Some say he's still crowd surfing at this day. <laughs> yes. He crowd surfed all the way to a school where I think he teaches nowadays. Doug gets around. He's, he's like, he's like a, a tumbleweed in that sense. <laughs> Oosh. Ooh. Fat lag. Yoko crawling on his all fours. It's a weird image. Leaning against those ropes, he oh, is. Whoa! Oh, Lex, what are it's you the, wearing, son? It's the Pop Tart Shagger! Lex Luger! <laughs> I have those pants. I came here to, I came here to sex pants. up Pop Tarts and yeah, fight me. Crush, and I've just run out of Pop Tarts. Who's the second biggest star out here behind Mario? <laughs> Oh! <laughs> yeah, Eugene Levy and Lex Luger in the film where everything is red, white, and blue. <laughs> One time at band camp? <laughs> I don't know! I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and the box was too tight. <laughs> you want me to hang out with Stifler? Stifler's mom? I don't know! <laughs> you just can't make the Oh, look at that. Save. Sweet Samoan music. <laughs> Mario and Luke E.G. <laughs> the state of Do the Mario swing your arms? <laughs> the Blackpool rock that he's wearing as trousers. How does Captain Lou jump over and, and, and hit a key in order to save the princess? Oh, dear. He looks like... He looks like a Jupiter. tooth. He's steer those trucks. He's like a Jupiter toothpaste. Are they cro- uh, doing uh, cast-offs? It's a Jupiter toothpaste. That, that is a... This is an odd stable. <laughs> the All-Americans. Except for Luger. Right. Oh, dear me. Someone designed that. That just screams 80s fitness video, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> Ted Hearn giving them as a gift from the Gene Fonda collection. <laughs> Lex Colgate Luger. <laughs> Christ. What a look. The girl's like an Instagram girl. <laughs> Someone's going to call these guys the Americans. This is, um... Alright, who has the most timely look in this in, in, in this scene? I'm going to say Captain Lou. The most what, sorry? Most timely look. Like for 2019 or 2020. Crush. Uh... Because you can put Bermuda shorts and uh, an unbuttoned shirt anywhere, really. Yeah, I've I've got to agree. (laughs) Hell, I wear that look sometimes. (laughs) I'm around the houses doing this podcast. or I've just noticed as well, the head shrinkers, Crush and Yoko, are all in black, golden, yet black, golden, red. Oh, they're a a click. Evidently. 
and the next comes in and ruins it with the blue and the white. Tom, <laughs> the cat get in again? I think no, so. No, yeah, no, I was just no, about to say, here, I think I'm the cat's here. got excited again to jump back in the room. No, I'm still here. I'm still here. I was just admiring Luger's trousers. Tom's is not committed anymore. I'm here. Can you not hear me? Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. We'll give you a time check. It's uh, two two hours, three minutes, and 26, 27, 28, 29. Lovely. Slight technical flub there. Apologies. But here we are. King of the rank final. Razor and Owen. Lovely faces. Look at them, boys. <laughs> Both decapitated. <laughs> <laughs> Roll those heads out. Let's crack on. That's a, that's a bad bit of photoshopping. They should have got someone in to do that better for them, I think. Art Donovan in, two heads in a duffel bag. <laughs> John, you could have done that with your copy of Mario Paint. I never had it. I, I, I was never a Nintendo person. Oh. You, mean your, you mean your copy of Captain Lou Albano Paint? <laughs> oh, sorry, yes. <laughs> Why do you want to paint with green? Here, have the blue one. <laughs> Don't tell me what to paint with. Billy, Billy, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, what Photoshop software would have been on the market? Is that Dave Meltzer on the left? <laughs> it looks like him. Big Dave. Well, I had to hold the door um, for. Um, it probably would have been Microsoft. Yeah. Um, hold the door for a lot of wrestlers. I think Razor um, came out three times. <laughs> wow. I had to hold the door a long time for Mr. Fuji and Yoko because they move um, uh, slower than I talk. Um, yeah. Um, I had to shave my mullet because I knew it um, – wasn't as good as Kevin Nash's. Um, uh, yeah. Um, no, it's, I, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I like I, it. I like it when places um, like verbatim quote Dave because it is people going, yeah. Um, so he, yeah, he did the thing, and if you take into account the other thing, uh, of course, which happened on Wednesday, and uh, that thing there. <laughs> I spent the three hours thinking of Kobashi and Misawa. 
<laughs> and um, yeah, I wouldn't say that IRS and Mabel was as good as uh, Kabashi Misawa, but um, <laughs> I don't know that you can um, yeah, um, maybe in um, yeah, what were we talking about again? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Fools. Mr. Dave Meltzer, thank you very April much for coming Fools. on the show. Thank you. I want, I want Justin for April Fools to do an entire episode like Dave Meltzer. No, I, I have the right idea for that show. Oh, I've had it. Longest episode head. ever. I've had it in my head for a while. What we're going to do for that show? Oh, okay. Well, well, tell me off air so we don't ruin the surprise. For <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell it to you on Facebook real fast. Oh, okay. Whilst you do, John, in this particular year, you would have been using Deluxe Paint 4 on the Amiga. I I didn't even have an Amiga. I was a ZX Spectrum kid. Oh, blooming (laughs) heck, man. We're we're trying to equip you here. Hang on. Paint software for Spectrum. (laughs) I I, I did have a paint uh, program for the Spectrum, uh, and I was not very good with it. You can't really use a a paint program with a keyboard. All right, so we get the... <laughs> Justin, I love the idea. That's brilliant. That's, that's what we're going to do for the whole show. Um, so neon pink versus pastel purple. Oh, yep, the 90s. Hot, hot colours here. It's like a fight between Zubaz stripes. <laughs> so, so what was Luger doing tonight, then? Because he, re- he looked dressed to compete in some weird parallel universe. Well, I, I said that the outfit he was wearing, it was very sort of 80s um, fitness video. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, like, I pointed out that it was very, um, Ted Turner gave it to him from the Jane Fonda collection. <laughs> <laughs> it was a gift back in 1991. And he, and he really liked it. Yeah. All right. Well, that was my about 30 pounds of- <laughs> that, was art, that was art talking like Dave. <laughs> How much does he weigh? I was a linebacker. <laughs> Defensive lineman. Uh, yeah. Guitar lineman. <laughs> we play. Linesman uh, for the county. <laughs> <laughs> doing, he was doing a linesman. <laughs> Actually, I was just thinking there before about the uh, 80s fitness video for Lex Luger. Uh, this is a, this is one for Tom. If he, if Lex Luger had been wearing a bum bag with it as well, he could have been the brand new Mr. Motivator. Oh, my God. John! Lex Luger is Mr. Motivator. Thank you. I don't know if you... Are you familiar with Mr. Motivator, Justin? I'm glad I'm not. He was a legend of British television. So on the uh, the Good Morning Britain style program, like just as all the kids had gone to school, you'd have Mr. Motivator on, and he'd do like a like a ten minute exercise regime. And it was just this. He was this big old guy wearing Zubaz, and he was overly optimistic, and he was constantly cheery. He was a hero of daytime television. So he was like if you combined Bo Dallas with Razor Ramon. Yes, but it was for the okay. mummies. It was the stay-at-home mums, and they could get a bit of exercise in after they dropped the kids off at school. Uh, and, for like any, Li- and for any like students Little that got up. Oh, yeah, and any they students like that got up late. Oh, uh, yeah, so. Put down that crack pipe. You can do it! <laughs> 
I'll tell you who he was like. He was like, um, I think, what was his name? The guy with the, the, the guy with the big brown haired afro who was into fitness in America. Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons. He was like Richard Simmons. Only oh, both. God. <laughs> so, it's, so a Tony Little then? Yeah. Good shot. Okay. Jim Fix. Oh, God, Jim Fix. I, I didn't know him from Dennis Leary's bit about him, which I'm pretty sure he stole from Bill Fix. Oh, yeah. I'm Jim Fix, and I'm dead now. <laughs> Jim Fix, that was the guy who did the jogging, wasn't it? Yeah, and dropped a bit of a heart attack while jogging. Yeah. That's <laughs> why two smokers are found. I'm like, huh? What is that? Jim Fix? Yeah, it's James. Buy some cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> the world's healthiest man died of a heart attack while jogging. Well, there's your problem. Well, say, say when in the news here in the UK, Justin, um, whenever anyone turns 100 years old or even older, <clears throat> the interviewer will always say to them, so what's the secret of your long life? Yes. And they'll be sat there, they'll be frail as anything, you know, they can, they can, you know they're really struggling and stuff, and they say, well, I have a pint of lager a day. <laughs> Yes, of two cigars and a big fried breakfast every morning. Yes, and, I put, you know, I, it's a, I, I put KFC gravy on my couch chocolate every day. <laughs> <laughs> I eat three bags of asbestos before nine o'clock, and I'm perfectly fine. And you know what? If your doctor told them to eat normally, they would drop dead a week later. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> their body Because the shock would kill them. <laughs> the shock yes. would shut the body down. The body's going, I've normally had sausages at this point. But... Three leaves of lettuce later, he has an aneurysm. <laughs> the body what's can't the, register what, what's it. What's the stuff you've given me called kale? <laughs> I told you it was lethal. <laughs> <laughs> I want to raise your both look really tired at this point. I've had long nights, both of them. Home mm. wrestled a 20 minute match in just three and a half minutes. <laughs> yeah. And they all watch that Piper promo, so they're all knackered. <laughs> like the Sally Show's home course, get your degree in just a month. <laughs> oh, sh. <laughs> I haven't heard Art Donovan in a while. <laughs> Thankfully. So Surprisingly, put like a pop-up tent over art so Monty doesn't have to look at him. <laughs> like, an, like they do to a dead body. Just a tent yeah. around the remains. Leave the arm sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the poke air hole. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't forget nothing. <laughs> Razor being thrown at the ring there, but still uh, wary enough to uh, adjust his knee pad. Here comes Nightheart out to help his bride. Oh, <laughs> Nightheart helping Ramon? What's this all about? Oh, my God! Shenanigans. What is this? The new foundation reunite. <laughs> See, everybody, yeah, everybody got upset when and there was shenanigans at the end of the Edge Shane McMahon, or the Edge Kurt Angle match. At King of the Ring 2001. Yeah, there was loads of shenanigans here. Yeah. There you go. I think the difference to the shenanigans back at this time um, were basically tell storylines. Shenanigans in later years were just basically shenanigans for shenanigans' sake. Shake. Shenanigans' sake. Shenanigans yep. for shenanigans' sake. Sean Connery sat over there. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, Miss Money Penny. Ah, yes, Miss Money Penny. 
So uh, I went out. Real fast, let's do the ratings here. The tag title match. What'd you guys see? Uncle Dave gave it one uh, and a half. Two. One and a half. John got it. Uh, Get it. All right, this final match. Is this tournament final match? I should say. Oh, I, I reckon three. John's right again. Two. Ah. Oh, oh, not the heart attack. I love that move. Oh, nice. The new foundation. Right again, as you said, Justin. Yes. And just for the hell of it, we'll, we'll do it ahead of time. Piper Lawler, what does that get? Do you reckon? Uh, one and a quarter. Oh, half. One. Oh. So. One whole star. Can't be that bad then, surely. Well, it's got to be better than Sci-Fighters or whatever crap Piper's making around this time. Straight to the video. See, so the crowd are now chanting, we want Brett. Are they? Because, like, so. like, where's Brett at this point? Another training war in debt because the country was in a bad place in 94. <laughs> <laughs> See, Brett not coming out at this point, I think, is a bit silly. Like, well, I mean, World Farms closes at 10, so he's, 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 he's got to split. <laughs> It just seems like like Brett looks like a bit of a maroon tonight. Oh, there you see, he's back there. Brett, we used to feud with each other. Jimmy Hart gave us your contract money in 1988. <laughs> I'm going to turn on you now as well. Okay. Our brothers will take bumps. He makes Pierre do them all. We're going to hear this part Look at him. just like what, what am I doing here or Donovan is, is Jimmy Stewart and it's a wonderful life just watching the scenes go by they can't hear him <laughs> the thing is at that point Art Donovan could have could have discovered the meaning of life and shared it with the room but they're so burned yeah, on Tony's him. here Tony's here <gasps> Tony 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 here comes Tony Tony Furthermore, it's Tony. Tony, 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 This whole show's been justified. <laughs> I mean, this is the only paper that's had Jack, Tony, Art Donovan, and Ricky Medlock from Blackfoot. My All God. the same building. This is yeah, trivia. What a trivia question. I think that's the most popular WWF-based pub quiz question ever. <laughs> Owen316 says, I just broke your neck. <laughs> You thumped your toothpicks, and you said your poor English, and it didn't get you anywhere. I kicked your leg from under your leg. <laughs> talk about your hay mangs. Talk about your curly hair. Owen316 says, I'm going to tear your hair out of your hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
And that's the bottom line. Because Owen Hart said so. It's, tune in next year when we do Mabel's speech and we forget come up with something to say to Savio. <laughs> well, while Mabel's showered in trash and ECW chants. Oh, mate, bring that on. Bring that on. And a true sign of the times. I may have to drink for that one. I never drank in my life. What is that? Okay, what did that center used to be, you think? I reckon it used to probably be... Um, it may be a kendo stick, or it may have been... Uh, it looks like it was a curtain rail. <laughs> Does Jack actually, yeah. His house. <laughs> that robe is nice, though. You gotta admit. Yeah. It was one of the curtain rails at the WWE uh, Canada office that is recently <laughs> closed. <laughs> Furthermore, I'm not the one who caused the plumbing issue. <laughs> not too keen on the crown this year. He who smelt it. Furthermore, dealt it. <laughs> I think Mabel's supposed to win, given how big the how big the robe is. <laughs> they were they were just considering all opportunity. Please enjoy this lobster bib on behalf of the company. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to Red Lobster after the show. <laughs> Please enjoy this five dollars off your next order at Red Lobster. And thirty cents off shake and bake. <laughs> <laughs> Look, kid, times was tough. We had garbage men and race car drivers scrapping it out in this in this ring. Luger couldn't afford real pants. It was, it was tough. It was chaos. <laughs> it was a bad time for everybody. There he goes. <laughs> I am I the king of hearts. Love it. I love it. This is such beautiful booking. Like the year after Brett won it, Owen wins it. The best we could all do is just hug our loved ones, say a prayer, and, and tell the and, and tell the jury not guilty, not guilty, <laughs> and that things will be okay. That is a massive crowd, isn't it? Just that's too big. That's is too. To, is he going to the royal wedding? What's going on here? <laughs> And now Owen can only move diagonally. <laughs> now you can only move one square at a time. Oh, he's the king. They're not showing art anymore. Oh, <laughs> not even in the. It's not even in the camera anymore. <laughs> oh, Donovan. Oh, damn. <laughs> Art's like my school. Art's like my school. They've dropped art. <laughs> that's a very Jerry Lawler line that yeah that's dope. oh here we go main event lads the new generation two lads in their 40s if this was 1987 this would be the greatest match ever yeah, oh god yeah if this was imagine this at like SummerSlam 88 oh yeah or like Starcade or whatever just this, this angry king coming from Memphis claiming he's the best and there's Roddy Piper going hey you're in my I, world you're in my kingdom now I never saw this one yet Piper playing the piano <laughs> did yeah. I see it I, he sang uh, Elton John's your song for five minutes Roddy Piper is Arthur <laughs> yeah that, that, that beard there looks looks like it's just been dabbed on with a sponge <laughs> what is he in the dungeon I think he's, it looks like he's in an RV 
Yeah, it looks like this... maybe on a RV for a trail, trail uh, for a movie or something like that. He was. I think that's what it was. I seem to remember correctly. He was filming for a movie, and there he looks like he's in my Auntie Rita's house. <laughs> maybe he was. He might have been with my Auntie Rita at this point. And this this comes out the uh, the. This was a great little swerve. This was from Raw last week, John. Cracking swerve, this. Oh, yeah, when he has the uh, the scrawny kid come out. Who, who, uh, does, who does the best Piper impression ever? He does a better Piper impression than Piper. God, that, he looks like he needs to run around the shower to get wet. <laughs> <laughs> Strong breeze of blowing over. Yeah. Use a Kotex tube for a sleeping bag. That is a solid impression of Piper. Yeah. I'll tell you who else does a really good impression of Piper as well. And he was going to use it as a, an actual gimmick in the WWF. Go on. Who's that? Uh, Bruce Pritchard. When, when he first came in, he was going to do an interview segment, and he was going to do it in the style of Piper. Um, and he can do the voice, he does the hair flick and all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, but Piper put the kibosh on it, so that's why he came with uh, Brother Love instead. Oh, the more you know. Yeah, Pritchard does a pretty good Piper, but I think this one was better. Pritchard does really good impressions, and I think he's really shy. People. I think he's really shy about doing them. Like, I think on the podcast he does, <laughs> he should do more impressions. Because he's really very good at them. I wish he wasn't so shy about doing impressions of everybody for an hour. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, 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 why, why doesn't he do them in, you know, like the opening sequence, perhaps? <laughs> His Dusty impression, top notch. His Cornet impression, no. Yeah, Cornet's not that high-pitched. Please fall up, Pierce. I do enjoy how Conrad Thompson does all three or four of the different podcasts because he's able to measure five. each of the people, or five even, because he's able to yeah. measure how he works with everybody differently because he's now got so used to them and his style with each person is very different. And I really like it. Malcher says your Cornet impression is awful, and I agree with him. <laughs> Tell us about that. Cheer me up. <laughs> Cheer me up on this. Cheer me up. Bart Donovan was terrible. <laughs> and, and sometimes Bruce will give... And what I notice Conrad will do, he'll go, so tell us about this intricate bit of uh, the wrestling thing. Did this happen? And then Bruce will just go, uh, no. And then uh, nothing else. So then Conrad will go, oh, well... What would Jim Cornette have to say about it? Well, you know, man, <laughs> and he launched into a Cornette impression to fill the silence. <laughs> you listen. That's a that's a good that's a trope from something to wrestle. For those of you just joining us, some fan has jumped the rail and has commandeered one of the headsets. Monster and the Savage are doing their best to ignore him. Really? Oh, oh okay. You had me for a second there. <laughs> This is Art Donovan's final hurrah. Uh, time check, lads. Where are we at? We are at uh, 224, 54, 55, 56. Thank you. Sponsored by Accurus. <laughs> Excellent. I've got, I've, got, I've got another uh, Conrad line for you as well. Oh, go on. Chat me up. Yeah. Is it true that when he worked in this match, he was stiffer than what he was on Blue Chew? <laughs> <laughs> Well, if not, you can order today. Use Conrad as, as the, the promo code. All you pay for is the shipping. <laughs> Savek.com will get you a lot. Everyone's time period clearly needed one. We had race car drivers. We had trash men. We had 
allocate royalty. We had other people have to resort to wrestling in order to supplement their income. <laughs> hmm. All right, Bill Dunn, not a good ring announcer. No, this hasn't been. Um, he's he's okay. He's 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 no Andy Shepard from NXT UK. I thought he was the guy from Family Feud. <laughs> Ray Combs. That's it. <laughs> Ray Combs is much worse. Uh, favorite... do with this That's my favorite fan ever. Jerry the Burger King Lawler. Gosh, he was so happy with that sign. We we need more fans like that who were just so into it that they forget they forget there's a world around them. <laughs> For what, what was the line Brett once used um, about Lola? He said something like, "A lot of people call you the a lot of people call you the Burger King, but I think you're just the Dairy Queen." <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was Tiny Tim. I think that was Tiny Tim. Yeah, t- Tiny Tim used that line. And I then, don't remember Tiny Tim used it, but I remember Brett using it. And then uh, Lawler broke his ukulele. Brett's ukulele? Yeah, yes. Brett's Brett's ill-fated ukulele playing gimmick. Yeah, he broke it when he also nearly broke uh, Brett's back when he threw the throne th- on him. Tiptoe through the dungeon. Stu Hart, so Stu Hart doesn't hear me. Tiptoe through the dungeon. Eh, what's the tea? <laughs> what's the singing coming eh, from the dungeon? Eh? Uh, <laughs> Stretch the vocal cords. Eh? <laughs> How many of my sons are uh, going to win the crowns and stuff? Uh, <laughs> Bruce is walking around. Uh, then he's the Duke or something. Uh, I'm getting tired of this. It's, uh, it, it's redundant. Uh. Yeah. I like I how we rag on Bruce my... Pritchard for doing impressions, and then we do a load of impressions. This is how Jen walks into any public place for the bagpiper <laughs> session. It's true, I've seen her. But she's normally battered at the other end. <laughs> we love you, Jen. She's always battered, though. <laughs> the story is... That is, you, from is that the why she's always so cheery? Oh, yeah, she's drunk all the time. Um, <laughs> I, I believe she lasted about an hour and 20 minutes at the Christmas party before going back to her hotel room, having too much to drink and falling asleep. That was the Owen and Kid of uh, sobriety. It really was. <laughs> nah, it's Jen's a great girl. Oh, no, she's brilliant, but she's always drunk. Okay. <laughs> JR likes her. That's a true story. Listening to Grilling JR, and he was talking about his tour in in uh, in the UK with uh, with Kenny McIntosh, and he was talking about oh uh, Kenny's girls. I love Kenny's girls like Jen. I love Jen. Oh JR, stop it! Don't go into a Bluetooth advert. Well, this bit is sponsored by Damn It! <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't need that. <laughs> you told us 1994 someone's wearing a No Fear shirt. <laughs> yeah, I, hope, I hope that's a blue chew that body's chewing on there. <laughs> well, 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 no, because it's fast acting. Close line from the side. <laughs> a three-legged drop kick? Are you sure? <laughs> oh, he's waving somebody. We're gonna oh. play a little uh, organic it's, limbo. Uh. It's Roddy Piper in a circ in a in a circus mirror. They're friends. So much charisma they had to start a second pile. <laughs> yeah, ah, that's good. <laughs> He's even doing the chewing as well. Good grief! He's like a stretch Armstrong of the Miz. <laughs> John, 
Or <laughs> <laughs> like one of those bendy figures. Oh, like the like the um, the fig the the Hasbro ones. Yes, those ones. <laughs> that were very bendy. It's better than the thumbers where you put your thumb up the guy's ass. <laughs> that was a thing. Look him up. <laughs> the, finger of, the finger of foot special. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get the chrome from? <laughs> just found it. That was a fez. Those were one of the Shriners. Turn the mic on. You'd rather ring in that small car. So we got to find the identity of this kid now? Yeah. Piper's adopted him. He was one of the sick kids in the hospital. But he's now fully recovered, so I don't have to give him any money. <laughs> there he is. He's, there's the line. He took off sunglasses and, 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 and he put on his shades and he had a human being with art. So he just wastes everybody else. See, I don't get why Jerry Lawler looks so shocked and, and worried about this. Because it's like, hey, that kid who did an impression of Piper, the joke's on you, he's Piper's friend. But he still did the impression. But maybe Lars did some really off-color stuff around the kid and the kid knows it and he's going to expose him. <laughs> I don't know. It's... Anything I can think of. I know we've had a go at um, you know the WWF being the the new generation at this point, and yet the the uh, the main event is two guys who you know combined ages nearly ninety. <laughs> but um, I remember Jim Cornette having a go at Piper and Hogan when they had that match at Starkid, I think it was. Yeah, and, three years later, uh, four years later, something like that. Yeah, and. Uh, Cornette said something like these two were so blown up and gasping for air after the first 30 seconds of the match the first three rows had passed out from oxygen de deprivation <laughs> that's right Hogan you are a household name but so is garbage so is garbage <laughs> and it stinks when it gets old too I'm Jim Cornette that's, that's my opinion I mean Savage is a big star but how many albums did Frank Sinatra sell last year <laughs> that was what? a hell of a rant what's sad oh, yeah. the one thing that we keep coming back to is Savage who has been labelled one of the all time greats which is Vince talked for you are not wrestling again stop it mm -hmm. uh, is commentating on Jerry Lawler versus Roddy Piper the week I before know. he was commentating on the in-ring return of Nikolai Volkov ah uh, yes it's such a slap in the face isn't that a DQ that's, that's how the match should end with a DQ right there it, DQ, oh went. go on everybody yeah all right, turn on the sprinkler. Everybody go home. Turn up the riot guards. Maybe he's too thin to be DQable. Oh, yeah, that's possible. Yeah, he can only be seen from certain angles. <laughs> so ref didn't see him because he was invisible. So, well, thankfully, they stopped being... The Kimber Sensors stopped putting old guys in the main event, which is why at Crown Jewel we got to see the likes of you know, Brock Lesnar and Kane Velasquez and Undertaker <laughs> and Goldberg and all these guys and... Braun Strowman finding a boxer from England and all that stuff. All the hot Thankfully, things have changed. My, fa my favorite bit about Crown Jewel, we obviously did the live stream raising money for Amnesty International, the Cultaholic. Um, my mm -hmm. favorite part of that was Tyson Fury's entrance, which was ridiculous. 
well, even when he comes to the ring for a boxing match, his entrances are always a bit uh, out there, aren't they? But that, but like, um, it was like almost like a three quarters of the budget went on his entrance for Crown Jewel. I just got Conor McGregor for Crown Jewel. Oh, I think I think after he battered the other guy the other night, I don't think he's going to be doing Dom anything. That's it. I don't think he'll be doing anything WWE-ish for a while, which is a sad thing because I think Conor. Did you would... see how? It... Did you see how he how he won? Within like yeah, a minute, kind of the head, it wasn't it? Crack well, not just that, but they were in a clinch. I mean, they had their arms intertwined. He bashed Cerrone face with his shoulder like four times to stun him. Like you never see that. He was so intuitive, just stunned him, and then with just a big kick to the jaw, knocked him out. Right, right after that, like that was so clever and so intuitive. No one's ever thought of that before, apparently. He, just, he looked on top form. Just on top form. Yeah, I wonder how that fight did uh, viewership-wise. I know they were heavily hyping all through the week from the ESPN+. Plus. But anyway, back to this great single match between uh, two men who were great eight years ago. The thing is, like, I've seen the entire McGregor match on Twitter because it's so short that you can fit mm-hmm. it on a Twitter in, 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 in an embedded video on Twitter. <laughs> So it's already been shared a lot, so I don't think they'll get much in the way of replay. Uh, well, that's true, but... Great for Connor, though. I think it was a good comeback for him. As is, this is a good comeback for Piper, who looks furious here. I want Tony Khan to bring, to bring Connor and have him face Jericho just for the promos. Oh, jeez. What about Connor versus MGF? Oh, that would be... Uh, well, I think Jericho's a bigger draw, but MGF can get involved somehow. Yeah, I'd want MGF amongst it somewhere. <laughs> Just make sure you're on seven-second delay for uh, when Connor has the microphone. <laughs> I think maybe a yeah, seven-week delay. M- yeah. MGF comes out and Rupert Gregg is like, who on beep is this guy? Didn't he see that in one of his promos? Oh, it's Honey, I Shrunk Seamus. Who the F is that guy? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's what he said. Honey, I Shrunk Seamus. <laughs> John (laughs) (laughs) promise nobody would want to see that Piper's trying to pin him but long he's breaking it up the worst triple threat match ever (laughs) I remember when Piper pinned uh, Bret Hart in WCW even though it was supposed to be a match against Goldberg I think it was oh yeah it was for the world title yeah (laughs) The best one was when DDP. I'm sorry, sorry when Jarrett and Booker had that that match where the where the belt was in one of the boxes. The San Francisco 49ers. Yes, and whoever pulled the whoever grabbed the belt first won. Then it fell out of the box and Dave Pender picked it up, so he was world champion. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like they've made a Hollywood actor a world champion, was it? You know. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so in terms of Hollywood actors that have world titles, Arquette had more than Piper. Oh, all the rocks had the most. All the rocks had the most. So, not counting Hogan, obviously. Rocks did. Rocks in legitimate movies. <laughs> well, the, the only world title I can think the papers had was uh, the tag team titles with Ric Flair. That's right. You had the IC title as well. That's not really oh, a yeah. world title, though, is it? Oh, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, There's just several continents. You know, they leave out like Africa and Australia, so it's not the full world. 
Yes, yeah, yeah, so yeah, the World Tag Titles is the only world belt he's won, bless him. It's when they when they beat the Spirit Squad. You had to pick, It was was it Cyber Sunday where you had to pick Ric Flair's tag yes. team partner? Yes. And, and the choice is either Cody Rhodes' father or the guy who lied about his military service, or Piper. <laughs> Slaughter let us down, man. <laughs> which, which was worse, though? Slaughter lying about being in the Marines or Slaughter overhamming it in his entrance in the AWA uh, team series? Oh, that's... Um... <laughs> What's, you know, what's, he was saluting to the two green screens. <laughs> what, what Slaughter should do, in order to make up for this, is put on demon face paint and come out as stolen valor. <laughs> <laughs> or come out dressed as a as a European dessert and be stolen Finn Balor. <laughs> oh. Thank you. <laughs> Good night. I'm done now. You guys can finish. I'm finished. That's my gag. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Please lock the door on the way out. Thank you. <laughs> Tom Campbell, ladies and gentlemen, he's here all week. Twice on Fridays. <laughs> Enjoy the veal. Well, thank God there's a rest holding this match because he's still going a mile a minute. <laughs> thank God they had a little sit down. Yeah. I can't get over how good Piper looks, though. Like, he looks... Like, but, and... I'm trying to think, does he wrestle again in the foreseeable after this? Uh, not until, like, 1996. Yeah. I was going to say, it was not until WrestleMania 10 when he wrestled again. Uh, sorry, WrestleMania 12? Actually, actually, he wrestled Kid at house shows before that. Filling in for Razor was suspended. But that, was, right. his warm -up. Yeah, but that was his warm-up for the uh, Hollywood Backlot Brawl that probably wouldn't fly today for various reasons. No, I know it wouldn't. <laughs> and there's a few reasons why it wouldn't. Yes, that, that was... Yes. Justin was definitely... left and joined then. Yeah, my ear hit the button. Oh, no worries. You, you're still with us now. Yes, unfortunately. No, that's fine. So, that's it. That's it. We were talking about Hollywood Backlot Brawl. Pile Driver coming up by Lawler. Best album ever. <laughs> Osh. Probably gonna pop up. It wasn't a proper power driver though, because the uh, the strap wasn't taken down. Oh yes. That increases you the power. The, you didn't get the full effort. Yeah. I wish they had Twitter in 1994 so Art can go on and be like, yeah, these two tools are just ignoring me now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna put whatever the hell I want on here. Art would have kicked him a storm on Twitter. I'm getting paid six grand for this, and it's not enough, quite frankly. Hashtag Gorilla is cancelled. <laughs> In fact, didn't um, Rusev do that, do that recently? He tweeted or posted something on Instagram uh, that he was hiding inside the, the wedding cake. Apparently on, on the recent episode of Raw with the wedding. Oh, wow. Um, he was When he was inside the cake, apparently he, he tweeted a picture or... Um, Put an Instagram story, and he basically said, "I'm in the cake." <laughs> just before, just before he came out. That's um, possibly counterproductive. I quite like during the MJF DDP bit the other week. 
MJF's on his phone while DDP's talking, and you check his Twitter, and there's a tweet that just says, "Will this old man ever stop talking?" <laughs> good stuff. He's so good. Hey, you should use Twitter. MJF is brilliant. He's so good. He's so good. He's tremendous. Years he, ahead of his time. If he isn't offered a contract and then ruined in the next three years, I'll be very disappointed. Him and Cody's going to be a fight to the death. It's going to be tremendous. Oh, I don't want it to happen for a year, though. I don't want it to happen for a while. Well, MJF has to win the first battle. Then you have to have the rematch, with that, and like a dog collar match or something where MJF gets bloody to all hell. And Cody ekes out the win after, after the both just ripped to shreds. Oh, they just, yeah, just... Will that be the next Lights Out match they do? Oh, uh, it should be. Yeah. Oh, second record of the night. From Earl again. <laughs> Stop getting Earl in the way, damn it, man. Oh, he's going to pull out his winkle. Now is not the time, King. Here, take this. It's going to be hard for four hours. Ah. Oh, 40. Sorry, I misheard you. I'll put it away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Oh, dear, uh, dear, dear, dear. That's me never getting hired by the E. That's fine. <laughs> Come on, kid. Just grab Lawler's... Come on, kid. Push the feet off. Furthermore. He's kicking out. Oh, what is this? What magic is this? <laughs> My way to time it just... so long. And that kid grew up to be... Aldo Montoya. <laughs> <laughs> that kid grew up to be Braun Strowman. <laughs> what is this? What a oh, finish! What a finish! What a night! What a pay-per-view! <laughs> what a moment! The new generation. What a moment indeed. <laughs> the youngest person in the in the ringside area is doing an impression of one of the oldest. What a night! What a day! <laughs> <laughs> when generations collide and the impact shatters their hips. <laughs> oh, there you go. What a what an awful finish. Pete was probably thinking, no, Ray, okay, just give me the money so I can get out of here. Yeah. Give me the money, I'll get back to my film. Thank you all for joining us here at Mid-Atlantic One Night Stand. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the Don Carnotal versus Sergeant Slaughter match couldn't take place in schedule as Slaughter <laughs> had to answer some very important questions earlier. <laughs> and off air very quick. Oh, meanwhile. Oh, wait. Oh, Coliseum Home Video exclusive. Where's, where's Lord Alfred Hayes with this? Sean dressed like the drummer of Allison Chains. <laughs> You're going to win, big man. Turner has more money than Vince. I would jump if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> and I may join you. No. But then again, I may not. <laughs> that'd have been cool. That'd have been, that'd have been amazing if he had. Next time they give you a big green robe, just say no, man. <laughs> that was pointless. There you go. Pointless end to <laughs> at the end of a pointless main event. That was King of the Ring 1994. Do we have a lovely time, lads? It was something.
<laughs> well, I remember when I did the watch along with you guys for the March to WrestleMania, I did sort of mock you the fact that you were going to be doing doing this now wasn't going to be doing it with you uh, oh, it's came back to bite me hasn't it it certainly has my friend Pepperidge Farm remembers boy Matthew screwed you over <laughs> Matthew's fine he sat next to me he just yeah. wanted John to do it instead yeah Matthew's like the uh, Kaiser Soze of the whole thing Pipe just like that <laughs> he's gone so he's thank you time. thank you so much no I'm here I'm here can you not hear me uh, for him it should be weird hang on I think we should wait for him. Wait, can you not hear me? I reckon he'll be back. Microphone? I mean, I've already ruined Tom's intro. I'm not going to ruin his... Can uh... you hear me now? We can hear you now, yes. I don't know why you couldn't hear me before. That was strange. Yeah, you just suddenly cut off. Oh, there we go. Well, I'm back in anyway. I'm back in anyway. But, um... It's a ghost of our Donovan fucking with our, uh... (laughs) Mute that out, um... <laughs> we'll change. Where are we on? I can't remember. So we'd yes, like uh... to thank we would like to thank John Eiley, our very special guest, making this a triumvirate for King of the Ring '94. John, did you have a lovely time, pet? Oh, I had a lovely time. I'm coming now. I'm going home. Went out. Going home. Yes, we don't go away from the show empty-handed. So we're going to cut your hands off. <laughs> <laughs> John Eiley, plug things. Plug your stuff, man. Okay, uh, I am at Twitter, at John Ailey, it's G-O-H-N-I-L-E-Y. Uh, come follow me, if you're following Tom and Justin as well, you'll see all the photoshops that I do every week, and uh, yeah, if you're going to be at Northwest as well, come and say hello. Come say hello to John Ailey. Justin Henry, plug some stuff. I'm going to be at my brother's house watching football, Yeah. And, fi- and you can find me on Twitter at J-R-H Writing, as usual, I will tweet uh, General Malarkey throughout the week whatever I think is funny, which to you probably won't find funny, but whatever, it's my account, not yours. Was General Malarkey uh, one of the members of Sergeant Slaughter's team at SummerSlam? Yeah. That was his name in Full Metal Jacket. He's at JRH Writing. I'm at Tom Campbell. Together we are at Cultaholic. We will see you next time. I love you. Bye. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs>